everyone, and welcome to Film Geek Time Machine. I'm your host, Austin Kennedy, and sitting next to me is my co-host, Tim Kaiser. Say hello. Hi, I'm Tim Kaiser. I'm the co-host <laughs> of this podcast. And uh, going by the first episode, yay? Yay! <laughs> it's so much fun! <laughs> so this being the very first episode, well, what the hell is Film Geek Time Machine? Well, the concept of the podcast is, I have a time machine! I accidentally stumbled upon it. I can pretty much do anything I want with this time I know, machine. That's the only reason I'm your friend. You have a time machine. Okay. <laughs> so, being a major film geek, like what happens when a film geek has a time machine? Well, the best thing I can think of to do is to go back in time to various different dates in the past and go see movies in the theater that I either want to revisit or some that I haven't seen in the theater or just movies that I've never seen. So what Tim and I will be doing is picking random dates mostly for most of the episodes and then looking at the newspaper from those dates. And since um, we're from, or I'm from Minneapolis originally, but you're from... I'm from Wisconsin. Right. It's like, it's like a half an hour from here, okay? <laughs> and, <laughs> well, since we're from Minnesota, that's where we're going to be going back in time, too. We're going to look at the papers from uh, those locations, from Minneapolis, um, the Star and Tribune paper, uh, thanks to newspapers.com. And uh, usually, we're going to look at the paper, and then we'll pick a couple of movies each, and then we'll schedule it out to see what, like, actually go, okay, we're going to see them at noon, then two, then three, or four, five, or whatever. And, uh, but since it's my birthday for the first episode, I wanted my first time travel experience to be kind of special. So I picked July 18th, 1976, which was, six, which was the year I was born. Um, the actual day you were born. The actual correct? day I was born. <laughs> what and, day of the week was it? It's Sunday. Yeah. Oh, that's like uh, a weekend day. Yeah. And uh, it's like a Thursday. <laughs> right. And most of the time we're going to be, you know, each picking movies. But since it was my birthday, I picked all seven of the films. And yes. I worked it out so we'll be seeing all seven of the films because that's a lot of movies, but it just worked out that way because there's a drive-in triple feature. That's why there's so many. But I also wanted to pick films that I've never seen before, um, but some episodes we'll revisit some movies that we want to talk about again. But this yeah. one, I'm like, I haven't seen any of these, so I want to check them out, and I'll pick, I'll maybe go a little bit over why I picked some of them. But uh, before we go back in time, I want to formally introduce Tim, so hello. Now, originally, when I was going to do the podcast, I was having... I uh, was planning on having different guests each week, um, which I've done before in past podcasts I've done. And here's a little behind the scenes. So I started asking friends, you know, like, hey, w w do you want to be a guest? Do you want to be a guest? And Tim, you did a podcast with me five years ago when I was doing the 73 mm -hmm. podcast. I really enjoyed having you on. And I'm like, oh, I got to have Tim back on. So uh, what did you think when I said I found a time machine and we're going to go oh, back? Oh, first I said, well, I'm glad you're my friend because now I can time travel. <laughs> okay. Uh, also, here, okay. Just to be clear, you yeah. are much more the film geek than yeah. I am. Yeah. I like movies. I actually like old movies a lot. I like new movies. I just, I do like movies a lot. Yeah. I'm not going to be nearly as knowledgeable as Austin here about <laughs> certain things. He's going to oh, blah, fine. blah, blah, and talk about movie directors. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch this movie. And then if I hate it, oh, <laughs> you are all going to find out about how much I hate it. Specifically, the day Austin was born, lots of bad movies. <laughs> well, when we got together, so we actually um, record some of most of the, a lot of some of these podcasts were uh, recording out of sequence. So I was I was like, well, Tim, why don't you come over and record your episode, which I wasn't going to air first, your first episode. And then, um, but then after we recorded, I had so much fun. I'm like, you just want to be the co-host? And he's like, yes, yes, very much. <laughs> so that so welcome Tim. You're uh, that's me. The I'm, the, I'm the I'm the permanent co-host until I die. Yeah. So the second episode is actually going to be Tim's birthday, which we actually already recorded. Yes. But it August will be twenty second, nineteen sixty eight. Yes, I'm, I'm older than him. Yes, you are. <laughs> 
anyways, uh, now we're, yeah, so July 18th, 1976. So a little bit about July, where we're going back in time. We, we already did go back in time. We were just talking about the movies. But, so here's some of the, the we'll look at the, the charts of what was, like, the popular music, just so you can get an idea. And some of these I've never heard of. Like, the number one uh, song is Kiss and Say Goodbye by the Manhattans. I honestly don't. I feel like if you if I heard it, I would go like, "Oh, I've heard the song." We but, were listening to it when you, okay. <laughs> so you didn't, then I'm like, maybe not. Yeah. Now number two is Afternoon Delight, which everybody in the universe knows. Starland okay? Vocal Band. And more, yeah. more, more. Everybody knows that one. Yeah. So yeah, there are some stuff. There let, are literal classics. Let her in by John Travolta. Yay! <laughs> and, and you also made me listen to that about twelve times. Was but I was looking number seven is the Beatles got to get you into your life, so they must have reissued that. Because that was from 1966. That was not from 1976. That, that is odd. That is really weird. Um, the only the, the ones that I recognize that's the really most odd. are there's Silly Love Songs oh, by Wings. Oh, the boys are can tell my Thin Lizzy. You know, that's one and I've heard every day of my life for the for Take the Money years. and Run and Steve Miller, Steve Miller Band. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, oh, it's got some Rock Neil and Diamond. Roll music by the Beach Boys is also at 13? What, what happened? What's oh, going on here? Keith, uh, <laughs> Keith Carradine, I'm Easy, which was from the 1975 movie Nashville. Oh and my he, god! He, I think he won. Uh, I think I won best song really? uh, for Academy okay. Award. Academy Award, yeah. Ooh, Parliament Terror, a, Terror the Roof out the sucker. McCartney. He's got just because he's on the Beatles now. He has wings two in the top forty. He does. <laughs> anyway, so well, that's kind of the vibe that we're getting when we went back in time. So that's the the music era, and then so um, we'll look at the newspaper here. So this I'll, before I tell you what we picked, I'm going to tell you what well, we you didn't chose pick. all these. I didn't. I didn't even look at this. Yeah, because you you chose everything. So we're we're looking at newspaper.com right now. We're looking at July 18th, 1976, and so we have Robert Altman's uh, Buffalo Bill and the Indians with Paul Newman, which I actually, it's it's one of the lesser Altman films, but I'm a big Altman fan, so I didn't pick it. Taxi Driver's still in the theater. Um, wow. The Omen was an exclusive. This must have just came out and at the Skyway. So far, all these are movies I wish I picked. <laughs> the Outlaw Josie Wales. Um, the the porn Alice in Wonderland, the musical porn. The mysterious monsters? Proof there are monsters. Yeah, it, it started Wednesday, what so it was, it, was, it wasn't out yet or else I might have picked oh, it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mahogany one, and one Lady Sings and Blues. Um, what else we got? Let me see. Oh, this is one I wish that I did pick. Uh, the Man Who Fell to Earth, David Bowie, which I've never seen. I have never seen. Yeah. Wait, good, I hate your guy you so much. I almost picked this one as the Bingo Long Traveling All-Stars and Motor Kings with Billy D. Williams, James Earl Jones, and Richard Pryor. And then Silent Movie, which is actually one of my favorite Mel Brooks what? movies. We didn't. <laughs> so we didn't. Oh God, the movies you fucking chose, Mid dude. Midway. These movies are all making me. I'm so much madder now yeah. that I've seen all the possibilities. Oh, all the presidents, men, Logan's run. Oh, Logan's run. All these are movies. That, oh. Except, well, Gus and Bambi. No, I literally would have enjoyed Gus more. No, 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 no. Gus, Gus is pretty bad. Okay, so what I did pick was the, so the, well, first see, uh, it was at noon. We had... You had the showtime. I did have the show. Oh, I have them right here. Yeah, yeah. So what it is? So at the Eden Prairie UA Theater at twelve oh five was the Great Scout and Cat House Thursday, and I picked it because one I like westerns, two I really like Lee Marvin, and I watched the trailer and it looked fucking bonkers. Here's so I'm like, I, I want to watch. I, I didn't watch. I'm never going to watch the trailers for the movie. Right, 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 right. I guarantee watching the trailer would also be like, oh, this actually looks pretty fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so anyways, I saw that and I was like, okay, I, I actually, that's a curiosity. I want to see it. And, I, and it's not really talked about, so I want to I see it. Murdered by Death is a kind of a cult classic now that I've always wanted to see. It's a satire. That was at um, 2 o'clock at the I, same theater, Eden Prairie. I had heard anyway. of it. Yeah. 
but I didn't actually know anything about it other than the fact that cool. it, it was kind of Clue before Clue. Well, then we got <laughs> Tunnel Vision at 4.30 at the Downtown Academy. And now this one, I, so I'm a big fan of Kentucky Fried Movie, and I heard it was kind of like a, the same kind of thing. So that's why I picked it because I'm like, oh, let's watch something wacky and offensive. Yep. So then uh, Vigilante Force, which, again, I watched the trailer for this, is at 7 o'clock at Village 4, which is a movie theater that I went to all the time as a kid in Coon Rapids um, growing up there in Minnesota. Vigilante Force, the, the trailer looked bonkers. I'm like, what? I can't believe this is even a movie. I, I, I got to watch it. And then the last three aren't really movies I really wanted to see, but I wanted to go to the drive-in. It was 65 High Blaine Drive-In, so it was probably around 9-ish or whatever, uh, dusk, whatever that was. And there's triple feature. Most of the... Um, drive-ins I was looking at were double features, and I'm like, well, this is a triple feature. Let's go see more movies on my birthday. So 50, 50% more pain. That's right. So Eat My Dust with Ron Howard, uh, Crazy Mama with Cloris Leachman, and Big Bad Mama with um, uh, Angie Dickinson. Angie Dickinson. And yes. William Shatner. Oh, God. That, and Bill Shatner and... Uh, <laughs> Tom Scarrett. Tom Scarrett. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. That's going to be the last one we're going to talk about. That also might be the one I have the most, the most to say about. Okay. So, yeah, so I, I just, yeah, look, I mean, going back, looking at the paper now, I'm like, yeah, I could have probably picked some other movies, but I, I don't know. There's just something about that lineup. I'm like, yeah, that, that'll be a fun birthday to go see and talk about these these crazy movies. So, all right. So now let's go back and talk about, about these well, films here. Are we getting in the time machine now? Yeah. Well, no, we already went in oh, the time machine. No, no. Okay. <laughs> you suck, Austin. <laughs> We are currently getting in a time machine. Oh, bam! Now we're back. Oh okay. yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> hey, we're back. We're back. That was a complete edit. You guys didn't hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, we got uh, the Great Scout and Cat House Thursday. Let me uh, pull this Lee up here. Lee Marvin. Yeah, Lee Marvin. So this is um, directed by Don Taylor, and I'm not too familiar with him as a director. So let's check out what, he, what uh, he's done. Good question. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, uh, let's see. Oh, he did the final countdown. Oh, wow. Tom Sawyer. Escape, he did Escape from Planet of the Apes. Oh, God. You see? Okay. Mm, okay. The Island of Dr. Moreau, he did the remake of that. And then uh, Damien Omen 2. So, wow. actually, some of those are, I mean, the final countdown ah, is its own fun. I've never, I actually never seen that. So, I'd have to. Well, if we ever time travel to 1980. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's do it. All right, Don Taylor's starring Lee Marvin, Oliver Reed, Robert Culp, um, Elizabeth Ashley, Struther Martin, Sylvia Miles, and Kay Lenz. Like, all of them are have pretty significant parts in the yeah. film. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, man, this movie. How do we describe it? <laughs> so, Lee Marvin is a frontiersman or whatever, and... he's They act like he's literally famous. Yeah. And he was some type of, I think, Civil War hero? Yeah, something or, like that. Oh, no. Uh, maybe of Indian Wars yeah. hero? Because this takes place in like 1910. Yeah, it's yeah. like a really late Western. Right, right, right. And stuff. Yep, there's cars, and it's and it's well, it's right around the the election for uh, Taft. Right? Taft, yeah, yeah, which actually is cool in there. There's a lot of stuff where they are yeah. talking about like who they're gonna vote for and blah blah blah. And I'm like, I can tell you who wins. Okay. So I, <laughs> this movie's just bonkers. So what? Well, I guess. Jack Colby is uh, played by uh, Robert Culp, and he was, like, Lee Marvin's old partner, and they had, like, a gold mine, and he, like, stole a bunch of money and, like, took the money and run and, like, left yeah, him there. they seem to have found it 15 yeah. years earlier. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then he disappeared with it. Yeah, and then now he's, like, this rich guy, and now they're trying to, like, he wants his money back, Lee Marvin, and I believe Oliver Reed. Oliver Reed was part of this crew. Was part of the, so Oliver Reed plays, plays this guy named Joe Knox. Heavy red face. Yes, and he's, well, they say he's, what, a half-breed, but 
<laughs> but Alvarez is the most British human being in the world. Right. <laughs> and one of the most drunk, next to Lee Marvin. Uh, yeah, yeah, there was some drunkage. <laughs> and then you got Strother Martin in there, too, who is like one of uh, Lee Marvin's kind of. Oh, is, Cole, is Cole he? Martin's. A... He's the beard guy. The... Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Strother Martin. Is, he's in a lot of Sam Peckinpah movies. Yeah. There character. are a lot of people in here. I'm like, okay. He's I've a great character people, actor, actually. This is also yeah. a late 60s, mid 60s. And I'm like, these people have been doing this same role yeah. for yeah. 40 years. Okay? Yeah. And then, and, and then, uh, prostitute by the name of Thursday, who's 17 years old in the movie. They mention it briefly, right? It's like Sophie Miles is like, oh, yeah, she's 17. She's 17. And, and uh, <laughs> real. Creepy shit happens to little yeah. to 17. <laughs> I mean, mostly because her and Lee Marvin end up in a relationship. Yeah. yeah like they yeah. fall in love. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and that was real weird editing when they got together. Yeah. Cause he like storms away. And then like a next scene, they're in bed together. Yeah. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> Is there, did, they edit, did I miss something? Did I fall asleep for 10 seconds? What happened? Well, anyway, so they're, they, so they all like, so she's involved somehow and they kind of get into this like crazy, like scheme about how to get the money back. And, and, and well, they kidnap, um, Robert Culp's, uh, wife or whatever to try to get him. Yes. Played by Elizabeth and actually, actively yeah. reference. We're going to go kidnapper and raper. Yeah. Oh, that's they right. They say that. <laughs> and I'm like, you guys are the heroes of this movie. <laughs> Quit talking about your people you're going to rape. I would say it's most, What the hell is going on in 1976? It was mostly Oliver Reed, I think. It was, it was yes, was... it was. Oliver Reed had problems. His character was really <laughs> problematic in the red face and being a general. He kidnapped, essentially, an entire truck full of... Sex workers. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah he sure and did. And then he literally is just considering, I'm going to marry all of them. And I'm going to force them to have sex with me. You, that's the reason her name is Thursday. because he's like, you're Sunday, you're th- yeah. Friday, you're Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. And I'm like, and she's the only one who doesn't just eventually leave. And the only reason they leave is because Lee Marvin shows up and says, I found our money. He goes, everybody else get out. We're going to get my money instead. And then instead Kaylin of me kidnapping there, yeah. and raping you repeatedly. <laughs> what the fuck? So anyway, so the movie ends with like some kind of, uh, they, they kind of get the money and they, you know, kind of like a heist kind of thing. And then there's ends up being like a big fight between uh, Lee Marvin and Robert Culp, big fist fight. And that's yes, and that's how I it guess. Ends. Sure, <laughs> sure. So I here's I, the thing: I like Robert Culp in this. Okay, you know, Robert Culp's fine. The movie, so I like bonkers films, and this is what I was hoping oh, to it get. Was so it was bonkers. Yes, it, it was wasn't like fun bonkers. Right, it was, it was enragingly bonkers. <laughs> so I would say so. The, for the first half of the movie, I wasn't liking it, but I was kind of like smiling at just like I how... liked the premise, and yeah. I'm like. Boy, this movie's like one rewrite from being well, one of my favorite things possible. I think the okay. problem with with what I had with it was, well, okay, Lee Marvin, he's, he's like, okay, he's kind of Lee Marvin. He, he's definitely not trying his best. He's just kind of there, Lee Marvin. He's just yeah. whatever. He's I'm sure he's just having you know whiskey every day and and but when Oliver Reed shows up, he is totally overacting. Oh. And he, the way he, like, his facial expressions, his eyes get all beady, and he's, he, I mean, some of the, the performances in this film, it's like if um, a 70s Hanna-Barbera cartoon came to life, because yeah. that's what they were, like, acting like. They were acting like they were in a Oliver Hanna-Barbera is, cartoon. Oliver Reed is all in. 
on this movie. He's all is, in a... Which I find... He made like, a choice, he's and he's like, like, this is what I'm this doing. This is it. I went method. Method is all get out on this movie. And it's, I'm an Indian now. But he, but he's but he went all in bad. Like he's really bad he, in the movie. He like makes really like bad. the occasional speech about like Native American rights or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, stuff. and, I'm and, like, he's, and he's, I wish that I could like you because of this. And of course he's a horrible human being. Of course he's talking in uh you know uh broken English the whole time. You know, yeah, it's just like sort of, but also. I mean, I kind of got the vibe where I'm like, he's doing that. His character is even doing that intentionally. Oh, right. Like, he can actually uh, probably speak normally. It yeah. seems like periodically he does just, yeah. like, yeah. He, he accidentally screws up and talks completely right. British because he's actually an English guy. Right, <laughs> right. Reason. <laughs> well, I, was t- I was thinking it was Oliver Reed being drunk going like, oh, yeah, shit, we're trying to think. <laughs> Didn't he reference that he had actually been to Europe or something? He might have, yeah. I think. <laughs> I mean, this was the first of seven movies. Yeah, so this it's way back. in my head. This so, Kay Lenz is Thursday. Now, Kay Lenz was in um, Clint Eastwood's Breezy in 1973. And I really like that movie. Wait, and she's who's this terrific. Which one is this? Thursday, Kay Lenz. Oh, that's the one who um, played Thursday. And but she's, she. I mean, I thought she was fine in the movie. She's, she, she's, kind of, she's okay. Yeah. Um, She's stuck with a weird role. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. The, the interesting and stuff, the parts that I like. Yeah. They, at one point... Because they need some additional money to buy guns or something. Yeah. They literally force Thursday or basically make her go to town and use her prostitution yeah, skills yeah. to make some money. And then she comes back. I mean, you see what yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah. But she comes back and she's got all the money. She's got already got the guns, I think. <laughs> yeah. She has like 18 horses. Yeah. And they're all like, what the hell just happened? And I'm like, she literally just went to the villain of the movie. And tricked him by being this super cutie. Oh, and right. He was totally gonna bang her. And I'm like, dude, nobody in this movie's any good. Okay? <laughs> nobody's, <laughs> nobody's good in the but, movie. But uh, she just tricks him and then steals yeah. everything. No, I mean, her, her, it's a spirited performance. And, yeah. And um, Struther Martin, actually, my favorite, like, Struther Martin's the one that kind of comes, um, he's kind of untarnished in the film because. Struther Martin is doing what he does in all the Sam Peckinpah movies because he has kind of that redneck vibe and he talks like this. Yeah, and, but he's, he oh, he literally hits on the 17-year-old. Oh, no, I'm too. not talking about his character. I'm talking <laughs> okay. about his performance. No, no, like, he's, he's actually, you're right, because he's been doing that same thing. Yeah, years. no, he's, Struther Martin is fine in the movie. Like, I actually kind of like I Struther actually, Martin. I rather suspect that's just the way Struther Martin so, is. So, okay. what I liked about the movie, the production is great, actually. It's pretty good. It's actually pretty good. And, and like, all the cars, bad. like, I like seeing the cars in the movie. Like, they did a good job getting the cars. I don't know how they got all those, because they got, like, four or five cars there, in the movie. It's, it's This movie came out in 76. Yeah. I mean, probably. There are there are 60-year-old cars in that's this movie, true. and yeah. they look pretty good. Yeah. I mean, they right really now, good. they're 110 years old. But right. Still. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought that was I thought that was cool. But yeah, so the so the first two thirds of the movie, I'm like, okay, this is just a wacky. I'm just I'm I, I guess I'm here. It's kind of watchable. Uh, it's very problematic, but it's kind of funny in a way. And then the last third of the movie, I thought just completely just falls apart. And when it, they have that big fist fight at the end, they have the fist. It is the interesting part about the fist fight is yeah, uh, Lee Marvin. Loses the fist fight. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. The hero loses, loses that yeah. fist fight. Yeah, but apparently that was part of the plan. Or I mean, 
there was at least a backup plan in case he loses because I'm like that. that right. That drunk guy in his fifties is gonna die. not gonna win this fight. Okay? Well, and, it's, and so and then the last shot of the film is them riding <laughs> off with all the prostitutes. Yeah. Brother Martin and Oliver Reed are like, woo! That's Lee right. Martin is passed out in the back with Kay Lenz, and they go over like like a pothole, and they and, and where like there's oh, yeah, a bunch of water. Right. And so Lee Marvin ends up in the water, still pretty much passed out it's from like the last thing you see in the movie. Yeah, and he's passed out on the ground. And Kayla, and, and Thursday's and Thursday, like, "Oh, my boyfriend!" And then it's my over. My boyfriend is here, and boom, <laughs> the end. And I'm like, well, "What?" It was, it's like middle of the middle of the fist fight. They're showing it, and then they cut to a car yeah. full of the prostitutes yeah. that are just coming. And I'm yeah, like. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Was this that they, they, you can't call people up. It's so, 1910. It's, you can't, they, okay, yeah. I'm just going to telegraph the girls and have them show up. No, it's not going to work. It's a, it was a, <laughs> it was a mess of a film for sure. It was a mess. And I was hoping it was going to be a fun mess, but it ended up not being yeah, a fun I'm mess. Yeah, so. I mean, I'm trying it looked pretty good. It was, yeah. it was pretty, yeah. there were, there were spirited performances. That's one yeah, of those, yeah. those backhanded compliment <laughs> terms. Okay. But, but the movie kind of needs to seem to be believed to see Oliver Reed's performance because yes. it's just so fucking Nobody bonkers. in the world has ever gone so all in. Oh, my something God. That, that, this isn't actually any good. Yeah. But it's an enjoyably not, no. not good. So if I was rating it, so I rate it out of four stars, i give it a one and a half out of four. Because I, there are some things I did like about it. I was going to give it a two until the ending. So I honestly think it starts off, and I'm like, the whole premise of yeah. they, they, the 15 years ago yeah. ripped yeah. off stuff. Yeah. But boy, I'm going to give it like one star. Okay. Yeah. I really, no, by I the can't end argue of it, with like, it. <laughs> this is like, I really hope there's not six more movies like this. There is not. <laughs> there is not. There are some that I'm going to give a half star. <laughs> hey, me too. <laughs> all right so our next movie is murder by death so we went in the same theater to see murder by death and now this is oh yeah we'll click this up here murder by death it was directed by robert moore which also not familiar with this director wow he didn't really direct a whole lot he directed three movies so this was his first chief detective which i have seen the poster I yeah think. i've never seen it. it was peter falk again yep that's the and then chapter two which was actually a pretty popular film with james Caan. Uh, Neil, another Neil Simon. Oh, okay. Like, so Neil Simon. So yeah, it, it looks like he did a lot of theater work. This does no. This one, Neil, I guess, uh, stuff like The Odd Couple, Neil Simon. That was very much a play first. Yeah. This was never a play. There's yeah. No way to do this in a play. Oh, I don't know. I feel like you. I mean, you could do a I version think you could of adapt it, it. But there's oh, yeah. weird things. There's things that happen in the story. Yeah. That actually, if you could do it in a play, it would be cool. But it would involve, <laughs> it would involve like you'd have to make this part dark, and then all yeah. the actors have to run all the rooms. Yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> So, Murder by Death is um, a murder mystery comedy satire um, that has um, a, kind of a, a big cast of characters, especially for the 70s. Some people might look at it like now, like, you know, new generations will be like, I don't know who James Coco is. They or, don't know. Yeah. I'm gonna, I, I guarantee <laughs> people who are younger than us yeah. won't have. Oh, well, first of all. Uh, Nick and Norick Charles don't have any fucking idea. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. barely know who they are. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So the movie stars a lot of actors. So we got Peter Sellers, Maggie Smith. We got yep. uh, um, Alec Guinness. Alec Guinness, Sir Alec Guinness. Yeah. Elsa Lancaster, um, uh, David Niven, David James Niven. Coco, oh, Peter Falk, Truman Capote in his only screen role. I, he a, had a cameo in is, Annie Hall. This is his most 
full-blown acting role. Yes. Okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. he's actually playing not Truman Capote. Yes. Not really. No. It's fully comedic. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, by probably the best thing in this movie. Okay, I okay. I loved him in this. Yeah, no, no, Absolutely he was really good. Absolutely loved him. So the premise of the film is the world's greatest detectives are get invited to this kind of spooky house. Yes. And... The, all and, plays on fictional detectives. Yeah, yeah, pretty much from literary detectives. Yeah. So you have Elsa Lancaster is being like Miss Marples, kind of the Miss Marples yep. character. Peter Falk is the Sam Spade, which was like Maltese Falcon. Yep. Peter uh, Peter Sellers is like the Charlie Chan. He's Charlie Chan. With, yeah. and his, he's in Yellow Face. He's in full Yellow Face. So now we're two movies in. We've got Red Face yeah. and we got Yellow Peter Face. Peter Sellers, but this was very common. He's done this a lot. Like he even did like another movie years later called The Fiendish a plot of Dr. Well, Kuma that's the weird thing, though. Just because thing. it's Charlie Chan, yeah. the most canonically way to do it is have a white guy in yellow <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, then get an actual Asian guy to play his son. Right. That's the way all those movies are. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just get an Asian dude. <laughs> David Niven and Maggie Smith pick Nick and Nora, and that that's from The Thin Man. That's from The Thin the Man. Thin Man, which, things, which already at this point hadn't been a movie in 30 years. No, so right. It's so weird. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's really weird how much they said. James Coco people, plays... The, now, I can never pronounce his name, but it's the French detective from, like, Murder on the Orient Express. Uh, he's Belgian. Belgian. Okay. Sorry, that's right. Freaking, they mentioned, they uh, do say that, too. A, Belgian. A bad person. But what is it? He's, um... Hercule Poirot. I can't pronounce it, but I, I know I what can't it pronounce it. Yeah, yeah. Poirot? Poirot. Yeah. Yeah, I think it might be Poirot. And so, anyway, so they all get together, and and Truman Capote's the host, and he's pretty much saying, like, hey, at midnight, there's going to be a murder... Yeah, and well, then you gotta... he, he invites them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the first gag in the movie, because this movie is gag a second. Oh, yeah. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Gag, gag, yeah, gag, yeah, gag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First gag is Alec Guinness is playing the butler. Okay, no, not just the butler. He's a blind butler. Obi-Wan Kenobi is playing well, a blind I'm butler. I'm something, though. He's very much, obviously, Alec Guinness yeah. can see. I actually think he was pretty, he did pretty good blind guy acting. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Surprising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He ends up Okay, spoilers alert. We're going to spoil every <laughs> one of these fucking movies. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah, yeah. He, well, actually, I'm not quite clear on his character. There's at one point he plays a version of that person who can see. Right, right, right. But I don't think it was the same guy. Right, right, right. <laughs> oh, is, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. Because of... it was, it went full Scooby-Doo at the end. Right, okay? well, and, which was supposed to be like, just, it was making fun of like, just the twists and stuff. And well, all yeah, that mysteries. was also. That was a satire yeah. and fun. So what were you saying about the first gag? The first gag was um, he, uh, the 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 main, the bad guy, whatever his name is. Truman Capote? The Truman Capote character. Yeah. What's his name? Where's Lionel Twain. Guy? Lionel Twain, yeah. He gives his butler a bunch of envelopes <laughs> and stuff, and then he, the but, and he tells him, stamp, lick, lick these stamps yes. and put them on there. Yeah. And there's a long shot of him licking the stamps. Yep, yep. And then they go off the bottom of the screen. Yep. And I'm like, okay, that blind guy is not doing this right i don't know what's going on i don't know what this gag is okay but this gag is something and then it pans down and he's missed every one of them and, but then the next scene is they all got their invites yeah. i'm like how the hell did they get their invite but so that was a great scene you know seeing all the stamps on the table yeah. next to the things you know and i and uh i laugh really hard at that i'm like okay uh, i think we're in for a for a fun there time. was um there were times where i laughed but there are also times where it, I, I groaned to such a degree of like, just, you don't have to do 
every sentence doesn't have to have a joke in it. <laughs> every goddamn sentence, I, for like the first forty minutes, has a joke in it. So and then, it, then there's sort of some mystery stuff. Right, right. Okay. So I actually, I actually really like this movie a lot. I, I liked it the most of the seven movies. Okay. By a real good margin. Oh my god! Okay? Yeah, yeah. I but, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, it started off, and with that gag, for some reason, I'm like, it's just too, it's too gaggy, yeah, to me yeah. at the time. But well, you got to think about it. This it, was the time of Mel Brooks, and as the different characters show up, yeah, I'm like, okay, I know who that is. I know who that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I vaguely don't know the Nick and Nora thing because I've right, never right, seen a right. Thin Man movie, but I know of them. Okay, yeah. Mostly because I like read an article about them. Yeah, or something like that, I think. Um, and I was liking that and I'm like, oh, cause I had no clue yeah. going into this movie, anything other than the fact that it was a, basically a comedy about a murder mystery. Yeah. Okay. And as they're showing up, I'm like, oh my God, they have, they don't use the actual characters names. Right. They all have like spoofy names. Yeah. 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 Okay? Well, it's Sam Diamond. Sam right? Diamond. Yeah, yeah. Cause that's a different playing card. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess was, uh, which I didn't catch, catch that till now, and I'm like, right. oh, that's a different suit in playing cards. That's the only reason the six. And instead of Nick and Nora, it's Dick and Dora, and it's like you know, I don't, were they Charles? I can't. It was it, it was oh Charleston, Dick, Dick oh, and Nora yeah, Charleston. Like but Charlie then it was Chan was Wang, I Sydney think? Wang, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Marvel so, was just Marvels. Like yeah, put an S on the Marvel. Okay, that's yeah, well. So I thought okay. the set of the house was really cool. There's like secret passages. There's yeah, there's like cool traps house. and stuff. There's the I wanted to see the outside of the house better, but they didn't really show Well, there's kind of three acts of the film. The first act would be, the in, the first half hour is pretty much an introduction to all the characters. They're all yes. arriving at the house. And then, the actual murder mystery doesn't get going for a real life. Yeah, and then well, the, the, <laughs> then the second half, is, or, or, the second part, the, the next half hour, is them just in the room trying to figure out why they're there. And then the last act, the murder actually happens. Yeah. And then they're trying the to figure it out. Murder, so that's just the last the half hour. part is like a half hour. Yeah, there. that's the last but half hour. That, well, part, the middle part is Truman Cavoti is there and when and, and you hadn't seen him yet. Yeah. Because for the opening... Oh my God, his introduction is so voice. great. You don't see him in the beginning and I'm yeah. like, okay, blah, blah, blah. That, I mean, when he, when he comes in... And they had to do that light show. And I'm like, Wow. It's a he great intro. completely blew me away. Yeah, when he, he comes in. Because he, he's so Truman Capote. Yeah. He's this, I mean, his character is, I'm Truman Capote, but also, I'm this character. I'm, I'm this person <laughs> yeah. who's also Truman Capote. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's in there, and and well, he kind of, the way he shows up, like, the lights get dark, and all of a sudden you see those, like, those colorful, like, flashes of light, and he just appears. Oh, yeah. And you're like, what? And then when he leaves, the, the, the doors open, and the chair literally it just shoots all the shoots, way back. Well, there, there was, like, one thing where he was, where, where he acted like something was going to happen, and then nothing happens. Oh, and yeah. And then shoots out, like, yeah. on the next attempt. Yeah. And I'm like, was that? I mean, obviously those like camera sped up stuff. Yeah, or something, yeah, yeah. But it was really cool. It was really fun. And they were all like trying to trying to get out of the room then. And yeah. I'm like obviously those doors open, except for those doors. <laughs> and then open. he's like spying on them through like uh, pictures on the wall and like moose, oh, moose yeah. head. Oh yeah, that moose head. I'm like, you can't get your head in there. I don't know. How they, I actually legitimately didn't know how they did that because there was an actual eye there. But yeah, like, yeah. You can't get your head in there. Yeah, that's not gonna work. No. But it was Truman Capote, and he wasn't even like trying to be that coy about it. No. He would, like, talk to them from the moose head while he was watching them. <laughs> no. No, so I, I thought it was really funny. So I'll, I'll go uh, through the cast. So I thought, I actually really liked, I, I know it's Yellowface, but Peter Sellers, was, I thought it was well, really funny. because in the of, 
like I said, it's weird that you do that. But actually, it does seem like the more humorous thing to do would it be to have an actual Asian guy yeah. who's then made up like he's a white guy in yellow face. <laughs> that is what yeah. you could do. Yeah. That would be but, possibly. But I mean, you also get, if, if you can get Peter Sellers. Like, he, and yeah, he's so great. And he's always so committed to his, his roles and stuff. And I, you know, so he's, I thought he was really funny. What I thought one of the funniest running gags in the movie was Truman Capote, Capote getting pissed at his broken English. Oh, yes. That's like, you're literally one of the smartest people in the world. Use your pronouns. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I think. Because no, those Charlie Chan movies are so fucking offensive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I go here. I think I go in here. Like, <laughs> yeah. well, come on. He was, I'm like, was like, that was funny. Prepositions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that was. I, which I'm like. I honestly believe when Truman Capote watches a Charlie Chan movie, he yells at Charlie Chan like that. <laughs> probably, probably, probably does. does. No, so I, I thought that was really funny. Um, Elsa Lancaster as Miss Marples was good, but her, her nurse, played by the oh. old lady El, Elsa Winwood, who was in The Producers, the first person. Oh, God. Movie, she was hilarious. She was awesome. She was really funny. She and had some funny one-liners. I've never seen or read a, Mar- a Miss Marvel thing. Does I haven't either. I actually have, either. have, like, a nurse? I don't know. Who, I haven't like, seen it either. was her nurse when she was growing up, so her nurse is even older than she is? I'm not sure. Because her but... nurse in this was, like, I think they got lucky she didn't die halfway through this movie. She yeah. was really fucking old. <laughs> right. Well, let's find out how old she is. But I've seen her in still... stuff. Yeah, no, no. She's great. Oh, 1880. Holy shit! She was well in... She was... She was... She was, she was 90. In the 90s. She was 90s, yeah. yeah. Oh, she died at 101 in 84. <laughs> Fuck. I know I've seen her in some stuff. So she was... Have you seen the Mel Brooks, the producers? Yes. She's one of the old ladies that that Zero Mostel is, like, trying to get, like, having sex with to get funding for the play. Oh, my God. So she's God. in the beginning That's of what, it. Yes. In she's, this, because it was the 70s. Yeah. And she was an elderly lady. Yeah. But she is raunchy as all get out oh, yeah. in this movie. <laughs> and yeah, I'm like, no, she's funny. Shit. It's like, holy shit, this movie is yeah. raunchy as all get out. And David Niven and uh, Maggie Smith <laughs> can't be more British. They the are film. super British, which I'm like, they're American in the movie. Yeah. I don't know. But you get those two people. You yeah, yeah, yeah. British them. So they, they're like is. two of the best British actors who yeah. can't do American to save their life. Well, it's nice because, okay. you know, Maggie Smith definitely got uh, kind of like a second career thing after like Harry Potter. So. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of nice seeing her, you know, young. Well, youngish because she's still in her 40s here. But, yeah. you know, she looks great and she's, she's fun and I really like her. She at least looks like her and Niven could be in a relationship. Yeah, they, they oh, look, oh for sure. Their age, are, they look. Even though, even though, even though Niven was probably like 15, 20 years older. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but they look. But yeah, but it didn't feel no weird. No, it I didn't guess. feel weird at all. Which I mean, it which unlike the last movie where it felt oh real really weird, weird. Okay, yeah, real weird, real weird. Um, James Coco, I thought was good. He kind of reminds me of Dom DeLuise a little bit, but uh, James Coco as as Perrier. Yes. Um, I mean, he's another. I mean, every you watch this, if you're old people like us, yeah. You're gonna know. You're gonna have seen these people in so much. Yeah, time. yeah, yeah. But I'm like, I know him from like the you, Muppet Show. I don't know. <laughs> he's on. The, he's a guest God, on the Muppet you are Show. Right. He's a guest on the Muppet Show. Because the Muppet Coco. Show, they would get people of this caliber. Most. Yeah, I think David Niven was on there. Yeah, they would get yeah, people yeah. Oh, who yeah. were like, you're not. I mean, maybe they got Burt Reynolds on there once or something. Like that was like the biggest A-lister of the late. They 70s. did not get Burt Reynolds. Okay. But they did get, you know, they got Mark Hamill. They got Mark Hamill. <laughs> they did get Peter Sellers. They did get David Niven. Yeah, so, this yeah, they is did, definitely yeah. the Muppet movie. <laughs> I don't think they ever got Peter Paul. 
But then I don't no. think I asked him. <laughs> but Peter Peter Falk, no, I thought he was good too. Like he was kind of doing like a Columbo a little bit, but yeah, but Sam Spade, but but he I, has like the, the more Columbo. But he speaks. I love how yeah. he speaks in like in Bogart lines. Like yes, he's speaking he's, in like rhymes in more of a Casablanca Bogart yeah. than yeah. any other Bogart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like so when someone great, leaves the room, even, he's like, "Oh, I, you know, I'll, I'll I'll see you around, kid." You know, it's like he it's even like, kind know. of references the Casablanca because he lived oh, yeah. in. He think he said he lived in the northern yeah 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 yeah, yeah. he said matches something like that (laughs) no i thought he was really fun in it too and then like the whole plot towards the end when he's talking about like yeah i was a pansy (laughs) yeah (laughs) he sort of comes out yeah but even then that was all rude except for i don't think it was i think okay there were other ruses in him because he actually acted like he wasn't sam spade or yeah oh that's right yeah yeah and then the real Sam, Sam Spade. But then he is, actually yeah, yeah, was yeah. Sam Diamond or whatever. But he, don't worry, he was super gay well, in that whole movie. They, Cause, they cause, really. Because his, his sexy assistant hits on him like every 20 seconds. Played by Eileen Brennan. And she yeah. just like, he just shoots her down repeatedly. Well, Eileen Brennan <laughs> plays his sexy assistant, and she was Miss Peacock in Clue. Yes, that's yeah, right. Yeah. So, so, no, I thought she was good too. But yeah, I, I, I thought he was really, really funny in the movie. And what I really like too about it is at the end when they are. When it's just twist after twist after twist, and they literally at one point actually like criticize oh. all the different faults of all the different. Like, oh yeah, Agatha that was Christie great. Thing. It was hundred percent. This is another time where Truman Capote showed up, and he just like wants to rip on the way your books go and the way your books go. You leave shit out so nobody can figure it out. Yeah, you just that you, was hilarious. It was, it was great. I thought that was it, really that funny. It was really was smart. Great. Yeah, I mean, um, Neil Simon wrote a really good script. Yeah. We forgot about the cook. Nancy Walker, yeah. Who actually ends up being, here's the big spoiler, I think the main bad guy? <laughs> Maybe. Sort <Yeah>. of. <laughs> one wasn't clear. The end She's of the movie is not clear about actually anything that happened. Well, what's okay. funny about this so this character, so you got Alleganis who's playing the blind uh, yes. butler. And then the maid comes, and she can't read, speak, and she's mute. Yes, and, and she has and different she can't pieces hear. of paper that she brought with her. Yeah. And one of them, it just, it's a piece of paper that says, I cannot see, I cannot hear or speak. Right. It gives that note to the blind guy. I know. And, he, <laughs> and so the, the way they communicate with each other right. is so funny. It's, it's just, so weird. It's so but great. But then later on, she like, she gives, <laughs> she gives all the detectives a note. Yeah. That yeah. was very obviously written right now. Okay. So, and I'm like, that chick is lying. Now, I know you said, for you, Truman Capote was your favorite. Oh. So, for me, actually, Sir Alec Guinness, like, every time oh, he was in, He was like, great. He was I, great. I did not expect this performance from him. Because, you know, I know him from, I've seen A him in The Bridge on the River Kwai, yeah. Lawrence yeah. of Arabia, Dr. Shivago. Seen him in, you know, of course, uh, Star Wars, which he did a year later. So, it was a year before Star Wars. He, I've never seen him so funny. He was so he funny. Was funny. And the way he's just roll, and his eyes are in the back of his head he a, as he's, as he's. I mean, I guess that's one way to be blind is if you literally can't see because you rolled your eyes back so far. Oh my God. Because I'm like, okay. Just picturing, and, and, and at, for, at first I'm like, is he slumming it? I'm like, no, he's not. He's actually he really, went, really fun he went, he went, in this he went, movie. He, he went after it. Oh no, he was not sleepwalking through this role. He was no. like, going to be really funny. He's like, I get to be a comedy? And I, well, and also I, with literally numerous comedy greats. Well, okay. And also too, I need to go back to the 50s and hope maybe we'll go back to one of those and see some of these movies. But he did a bunch of British farces in the 50s called oh. the, like the Lavender Hill Mob, the original Lady Killers. 
He was in that with Peter Sellers as well. Um, wow. So he did a lot. He was kind of, he started well, off if doing. Travel to the right year. Yeah. We'll, we'll see if we can pick up some of this. <laughs> but stuff. he, but he, uh, he started doing like these farce comedies. So that's what he was known for. Then he started doing serious work. So that's why I saw, but I've never seen those. So this was my first time kind of seeing him be goofy. And yeah, he was, he was, he was so good. funny in it. It was pretty um, good. He was, he was, but actually, I definitely want to watch the okay. cheap detective now. This after this yeah, movie, I the think cheap detective might not be but, terrible. So I'm actually going to rate this. a uh, uh, might be a little more higher, probably higher than you would buy you to three and a half out of four. I loved this I mean, movie. I, I laughed. I thought it was it, a smart script. I All thought, the performances were fun. The satire mm-hmm. was hilarious. I think it was great. Yeah. I, at least a three. Here's the thing. It's at least a three. I'm yeah. actually considering it like a three and a half. I'm <laughs> sitting here, but I'm also wondering, is that just because we're about to watch five movies <laughs> that make me want to No, before I watch those, like no, I already love this movie, before, you know, before we watch yes, those. I was but already that's like, the whole thing is I'm like, am I just have rose colored glasses on because everything after this, from here, <laughs> well, not everything. There's. Okay, but it's by far the best. Oh, for sure. This is the best film that is. I'm going to give it a three. I guess I'll give it a three. three, yeah. There are, it's not perfect. There is, I can definitely see people who are like blind pe- people that, like, because there's, oh yeah, it's the, it's definitely the 70s. You don't get blind people that act like to be a blind person. Okay? <laughs> no. You don't get, like Ryan said, I really can't think of a way. Her character, the cook, yeah. is. Is, there's nothing real about her. There's no, no way that you bring in. I mean, I mean, she's just deaf, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can get a deaf person. Yeah, okay? for sure. It's kind of hard to get a deaf and mute person to be a movie star. Okay. <laughs> but I guess. No, no. Was, no, I Murder by Death was really fun, and I can definitely see the cult status. And I, I actually think this movie's going to get better with repeat viewings. I, I think I agree. I think this is. Because you're going to notice little things that the characters do. Because yeah. there's so much going on with the characters. Oh, what was the scene with James Coco when he just shows up and he's got a different suit on? He's like, don't ask. And they never explain it. You don't remember that. <laughs> I don't seem to remember that. The scene in the movie where, like, because remember they're leaving the room and then they come back and there's no one in the room. And then they go back again and then. Oh, yes, I do so remember that. he shows up. He, so he leaves, oh, but you don't see right. what he did. And that's then he comes right. back and he's like, don't ask. One of the craziest, one of the things in this and. Alec Guinness is kind of naked too in the movie. That's right. The first time it happens in it, yeah. this this thing yeah. where they there's a couple of them. They all get split up on a numerous occasions yeah. later on in the movie. Yeah. They go into a different room. I'm just explaining. Yeah. This for yeah, the yeah, yeah. 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 They then try to go back into the dining room. Yeah. They open the door to the dining room. The dining room hasn't got anybody in there. Yeah. Yeah. No it's still the same there. room. Yeah. All the stuff is in the same space. Right. Nobody's there. They close the door. They open it up. All the people are back immediately. <laughs> now, yeah. I don't. I don't think that was one shot. Yeah, I don't think so either. No, it could, I'd have to watch it again. I mean, yeah. yeah, I. I mean, it doesn't need to be. No, is the thing. But then they eventually figure out that some of the rooms are moving around, and I'm like, it's not how movement works. <laughs> no, okay, but whatever. <laughs> no, I. But you're right. Then, then later on, some of them leave, and then disappear. He disappears. Yeah, for a while. yeah. But it's like disappears. For about 12 seconds. Yeah. And then... He comes back and he's like, don't that, ask! It's actually... The movie is pretty fun. Yeah. You're, okay, oh! here's the thing. I, I guess, all, okay, hold on. I think each one of these episodes, I'm going to try to... We, I think you're, yeah. that was a good idea. Yeah. Each one of, the, each one of our episodes, yeah. the one movie that I'd be willing to own a copy of, yeah. and this would be the only one in here yeah. that I'd be willing to own a copy yeah. of. Yeah, for sure. I forgot to talk about him, James Cromwell. 
James Cromwell, who was in Babe, he was the yes. Dan Babe. He's in this movie. He plays uh, James Coco's chauffeur. Oh God, that's and right. He is, that was him. His accent. He talks like you and you can't understand him. Yeah, it's he, so funny. It's, it's he's so funny, and because it's, it's, it's on purpose, it's, it's by funny. design. Yeah, okay, yeah. I forgot that James Cromwell was in this, but yeah, I they, forgot. I and I, the dad in Revenge the of the Nerds. I knew who it was. Yeah. But only in the back of my head. Until this you was, just said it, I'm like, oh, that's who that was. This had to have been one of his because first films. Boy, I think of him as being a guy who's 30 years older than that. Yeah. Even though he became. Well, he was he, the dad. He aged up like in five years. He, he looked like a freaking He's also the guy. dad in Revenge of the Nerds. Yes, that's right. <laughs> as, but he was billed as Jamie Cromwell then. And, and oh yeah but yeah james cromwell like, god damn you movie jerk you know, you know way too much about the stupid nonsense all, all right talk about a movie all right murder by death all right i guess well if you want to talk about a movie we shouldn't be talking about the next movie three but three and three and a half yes okay. three three and a half all right next one is tunnel vision so we go to the tunnel downtown vision. academy see this now like i said have you seen Kentucky Fried Movie? You I have seen it. This is nothing like Kentucky no. Fried Movie. Right, but it was kind of like, it's supposed to be like skits. It's supposed, I know, this is what you said beforehand. It's supposed yeah. to be like that. That's what I thought. So I, well, Mostly it's not like Kentucky Fried Movie, because Kentucky Fried Movie is actually enjoyable to watch. Right, no, no, I love <laughs> Kentucky Fried Movie. Now, this was also a follow-up to, um, not none of the same writers or anything, but The Groove Tube, which I've never seen, from 1974. But it's kind of very much like this. It was the really? first movie to be like this. Is it the okay? Okay, the group so tube. Yeah, let's, let's talk about the premise of this movie. Yeah, so well, the so. premise is, <laughs> it's it's a weird premise. So it's directed by uh, Neil Israel, co-directed by Neil Israel, who went on to direct Bachelor Party. Um, okay, with Tom Hanks, which I actually really like that movie. Um, really? Yeah. So this has okay. You're right. This seems to only have those two people directors, and I'm like, really. I felt like there were 30 directors for this. Well, because there's all like there's literally students. like okay. well, so in Kentucky Fried movie, there's probably like 20 sketches in that, and yes. here there's like 50. Oh god, because they're each like are, 30 seconds. Well, some of them are like four seconds. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, the premise is it's it's a 1985, I guess, the future. It skips. Yes, it's the near future of yeah, 1985. Right, and so it's and they have um, the president of Tunnel Vision. They're under some kind of like law or suit for having inappropriate well stuff on their. Television yes, station. They started a channel. Yeah. And they have completely, through their enormous amounts of insane success, yeah. have removed all other televisions. Right. But the other three networks, okay, yeah. I think they say yeah. three yeah. because Fox didn't exist. Okay. <laughs> the other three networks get like no viewership. Yeah. Everybody yeah. only watches tunnel vision. That's it. Which it took me till the end of the movie to go, like, is that supposed to sound like. Television, sort of. Tunnel vision, it's like a television. television tunnel vision <laughs> pun. It doesn't really work. No. Okay, <laughs> was, um, yeah. but yes, it is the there is it's a t it's a somehow they get away with on this television channel. They can do anything they want. Right. So the, it's pretty much bookended by like this this courtroom thing where they're like under. But really, it's just an excuse from like, okay, just show us what you're programming, and then they just yeah. show all these yeah. different sketches. It's just it's, that's all it is. The, it, the judge in the opening says they have made a short thing that sh essentially shows one entire day's programming from right. Tunnel Vision. The movie's an hour and nine minutes. Yeah, it's not very long. It, it, but it seems like it's two hours. <laughs> I, I, I felt like I am 78 years old now. So, so the, how can something that took 12 seconds right. take, felt like it I was so I was really kind of looking forward to this. I'm like, okay, let's watch this. Like, And I knew it was going to be offensive. 
And it is. It's, yes, but it's such, And that doesn't bother me, but it needs well, to be funny. It's, yeah, that's the thing. It's the version of offensive that's just like, I'm not even, I'm not even going to do the work of being offended. It's so <laughs> fucking terrible. It's so fucking so, boring. Well, and, and the thing with a lot of these sketches is, you know, okay, if this sketch doesn't work, the next one will. Or if this one doesn't work, the next one will. Halfway through the movie, I'm like, nope, next one's not going to work. None, none of them work. None of them work. I'm so trying to think. Oh, I no, got, okay. Okay. Funniest. Okay. 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 So you, you say what you're doing. Yeah, so that will we'll try to come up with our funniest thing. So my, well, I was just probably going to talk about, so I had one chuckle, mild chuckle in the film. Okay. That's it. One mild chuckle. And it was during one of like the 15 second ones. It was when they were talking about Peter Bogdanovich's new film. And he was directing the 70s who did the last picture show. And they're like, mm-hmm. his new film starring his latest girlfriend, Tatum O'Neill. And yes, that's right. And I'm the thing like... is, Peter Bogdanovich was no was notoriously known for dating his co for his because he dated uh Civil Shepherd, the, uh, Dorothy Stratton, who ended up dying, you know, the, the okay, playboy. So I will admit I didn't get the joke there. So I thought and so but Tatum O'Neill, he worked with her when she was like Eight years old in Paper Moon. Oh. So now in 1980, and, and back in 1976, she was still like maybe 12, yeah. so or 13. So when 1985, she would have been like 20 or something. Yeah. So it's like his new girlfriend Tatum O'Neill. They have like a picture of her. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's like not a Photoshop, no. obviously, but it's some type of cropping thing right. that just got. And I was just kind of and like I kind of chuckled at that because I'm like, okay, that's kind of funny. That was it. That's okay, the only you, thing. Here, here's the things. When when <laughs> when they first start, here's one day of programming. The first thing they show you is how back then yeah. a day of programming would start and it would have like the national anthem. Yeah. And then they go oh. through all the presidents. And I'm like, halfway through the presidents, I'm like, wait, nineteen eighty five, what is the president in nineteen eighty five? Yeah, what are they and this is seventy six. So yeah. that means there's gonna be a president in seventy six. Didn't they have like a black woman? Like there, there was. <laughs> what? Uh, what was her name? Something Washington. Yeah, I, don't I don't know who it was. Yeah. Uh, and then Eisenhower. Yeah, like, another another uh, Eisenhower. I think it was Eisenhower's kid. Yeah, it was the actual president who became president in eighty four. Yeah, there was somebody in seventy six to eighty, and I cannot remember what that is. Yep, the seventy. I can't remember who that was. They were like, I wanted that to be funny, and I'm like, okay, I don't know these names other than I know Ike, and I'm like, okay, Ike, you know something. Ike wasn't bad. Ike's fine. Okay. When they have the song <laughs> Tunnel Vision. Tunnel Vision. Yeah, t- well, the eyeball thing. <laughs> yeah. The eyeball in the woman's mouth. Yeah, that's like, the logo. The first yeah. time I saw yeah. that, I'm like, oh, Jesus, that's creepy as hell. Yeah. No, the, I would say the funniest thing, though. Okay. Here's the one that I found funny. Okay. And it was literally a two-second joke. Okay. In it, they talk about a sitcom starring Sirhan Sirhan. <laughs> In 1985, yeah. Sirhan Sirhan is now a, a, a TV actor with a with yeah. a, with a, with, a, with, a, with a sitcom, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> and that was like pretty early again too, and I'm like, this is going to be really weird, and then it really wasn't that weird. It was just boring. <laughs> it was really boring. It was. It yeah. does have a lot of people who became huge freaking. Oh guys. yeah, huge comedy names. Chevy Chase. So it's funny, John Candy. I'm like. John Candy, isn't it? Yeah. Like, so that was the one where it was the headless cop, like the cop who loses the head, and he like he's an undercover cop, and he's just yep. he's just he's literally had the box, and you could haul him around and hand a box to a person. And now the cop can listen in on what you're doing. Oh, Ron Silver as the Mexican, like the Latino guy. Yeah, it has Al Franken, who is uh, oh my some God. type of uh, I don't know, wants to get laid, I guess. Okay, <laughs> and then oh, but here's the thing in this movie. There are two, there's 
there's a little ad in the beginning for yeah. two, one ad for yeah. one presidential candidate, the other one for the other presidential candidate. By the end of this film, so by the end yeah. of the same day, they have both dropped out of the race and gone to prison. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, and I'm like, Al Frank is in this. And then Al Frank and the whole meta thing of <laughs> Al Frank had to drop out because of yeah. all that stuff. And I'm like, oh, oh this, no. got, this, got real, well, this got real meta. Only if you take 40 years out of it. You know what I mean? It's just, <laughs> yeah. And uh, like they had that Archie Bunker like kind of parody. That just, We're going to have all the racial slurs in there. And, yeah. like, and then the incest. And it was just, it was, it's but it wasn't really funny weird. though. It was just, it's just like, it's literally just like, what can we do now that would be kind of offensive? And I'm like, well, and, the, the, and it's not that funny because they had the one, the other thing they had, like the national part of my language, the national faggot shoot. <laughs> That's like, I forgot about. It was that like one. what? That like, is, let's go and shoot them. Like, they were wow. uh, they were hunting. They were hunting. They were hunting, right. and it's like, but it was only like a fifteen. It was hundred percent just yeah. another thing. Let's be offensive. Let's be offensive. Let's be offensive. right. But I'm like, and wow. so. This is just, for example. You so can, you, there's a such thing as good offensiveness, like humor Blazing Saddles. That, yes, yeah. um, and actually, Not nothing. In actually, in Kentucky was. Fried Movie. One of my favorite offensive things in that movie. And again, it's not offensive for being offensive. It's showing the ridiculousness of racism. Yeah. Is is in Kentucky Fried Movie? The guy is like he's a, a big daredevil guy, and he puts on this helmet, and he's like, "I'm gonna go do a daring stunt," and he goes into a black neighborhood. Walks right into a bunch of black people and just screams the N word and runs. Just runs. And the guy's just it's like, like him. that's funny. That was funny. Yeah. This doesn't no. understand why that's funny. No. This thinks it's funny because he said the N word. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the problem. I'm trying to go through like the stuff like sketches, police comic. Nope, that was bad. I'm like, look, I'm looking at my notes. I'm like, ego spray. Oh, yep, spray your ego. Gotcha. Nope, that wasn't funny. Some... Chevy Chase was pretty much wasted in the film. It's like, yeah. Everybody was wasted in it. It was just there's, there's people in it. John Candy's in it. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't do anything. Funny. He literally walks on I the don't screen. Think he even tries to be funny. No, it's like so he carries like, a box. Oh my god! Yeah, it's that's so it. Fucking terrible. I was I was more or less just embarrassed by every skit that came yeah. out. I'm just like, oh geez. This now here's is the, like, the now here's the thing. I'm of the age. I didn't know about this movie. Okay. If 1981 and I'm an old, I'm a 12 or 13 year old kid. What I have sat down and enjoyed this there are tits in it yeah okay yeah so maybe yeah probably not yeah it was it, i was really I, I don't really have much more to say it was just boring it was bad it was it was boring and bad and it this was it wasn't the, well it's the thing that, that it was unfunny and boring and that's like a double-edged sword really it's really bad. Bad. like i said and it was mostly the saran saran i'm like when i saw that i'm like there might be some, might be some yeah. gold mines in there. Well, same thing with the Tatum O'Neill because that wasn't the first five minutes of the movie, and yeah. I'm like, okay, so I'm waiting. I'll wait for the next one, and I never got it. Never it was happened. that it was it. Happen. It was it's so, so I. That's right, but then that's right. The producer or the guy who owns the TV station, he gets killed. He gets murdered at the end. Yeah, in a very Ruby esque. Oh, it was kind of like Jack Ruby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was on TV, yep. and the guy shows up and shoots him. No, I actually, but no. You want to know what was even crazy? It's actually probably one of the more things. It was actually closer to when Reagan got shot. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it was like more of a crowd. Yeah. And it was like in a public area instead yeah. of people. Because Oswald was in chains and it was like two yeah. cops. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was like a big group. And I'm like, but you know something? They didn't know about that. It was the 70s. Yeah. 70, that's not 81. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I, pretty, I hated this film so much. Like after it was done, I was like, ooh. 
That was really this rough. This was a half star. Nope, half star. Half yep, star. this is this was it's my half star. As film. low as you can go. Yep, this was my. Well, uh, if it wasn't for the chuckle, it would have been zero stars. It would have been zero oh, stars. Oh, we're allowed to go zero. Oh yeah, we are allowed well, to go I'll, zero. I'll, I'll go half just because I might have to do the zero for a later. <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> no! There's some bad movies in here, No, this is probably the worst movie. I, ever oh, I think this is no. This and is this it, is the worst. It's the shortest gosh. one, and it felt like the longest one. I, I agree. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that is wrong. Yeah. Well, that's how you know it's a bad movie. Yeah, it was never ever watch this movie. Nobody nope, need to watch it. it. <laughs> no, you don't need to watch this movie. Nope. Um, all right, next movie, Vigilante Force. So this is at seven o'clock over at the Village Four. Um, I was looking forward to this one a little bit. It's uh, directed by George Armitage. So uh, George Armitage is uh, he, it's weird. He started off making like Roger Corman films. So he did um, uh, a movie called Hitman, which was a remake of uh, Get Carter. Um, the Michael Caine movie, and it was but it was a Corman remake of that, but it was a black exploitation version. So it's, oh, it's okay, uh, cool. I want to see it actually. actually it's with, it with Bernie. That's actually my biggest disappointment for this Bernie episode. Casey for, for this episode on your this, this one's your biggest there's no black exploitation movie. Yeah, well, seventy six was kind of when it was petering out. Was it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of. Also, it, it's it, Minneapolis. I don't know how much we even got much. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we did. I'm a sure little we did. Well, sure. we could have saw Bingo Long, the traveling all stars with all the, oh, the black oh, yeah, yeah. baseball theme, but I, I didn't see it. Should have saw that instead of this. So, anyways, <laughs> so George Armitage, so he made this movie, and then he didn't make a movie for like 15 years, and then he came back in 1990 with the critically acclaimed film Miami Blues with Alec Baldwin and Jennifer Jason Lee, which is a great, weird, fun movie. And then he went on after that, he directed Gross Point Blank with John Cusack. I, that's right. I that's, that's a fun Hitman movie. That's where I heard the goddamn name. Yeah, George I Armitage. was like baffled because. So, this movie's bad. Yeah, no, it's it's it's, it's not... badly made. Is the thing. Yeah, so it stars John Michael Vincent and Chris Christopherson. John Michael Vincent. So it's like this. Uh, in a nutshell, this small town is kind of taken over by the oil workers that are working over there, and kind of what happened like in North Dakota with, the, like recently. Yeah. yeah, they they are rich now because they found oil. Yeah, and they literally praise Allah at one point. Yeah. And what they're, one of their jokes. So all the oil <laughs> workers pretty much spend their money going to town, having sex with hookers, and just killing each other in bars. It starts off with like, a, I don't know, some type of murder or bank robbery or something. Never referenced again, although no. they have to hire a bunch of new cops because a bunch of cops got killed. So <laughs> then what happens is, so John Michael Vincent lives in this town. He's like, you know, the sheriff is like, I wish I need someone to help me get this town back in shape. So he's like, I'll get my brother. He's a Vietnam vet. He was in three uh, yeah, tour duties. Three tours. Played he's by a Chris, war hero. Played by Chris Christopherson. And the, well, the sheriff's like, wait a minute. He's a, he was a troublemaker here. I don't want him back. And he's like, oh, well, he's not going to be any more trouble than these guys. Yeah. So they go get him. To, and by then, the way, that he's wrong. <laughs> so Chris Christopherson gets... Um, all of his, like, some of his war buddies to join him. And I'm like, okay, we're going to go and get this town ready to go. And so for the first, like, half hour of the movie, he is, like, you know, taking care of business. A little bit. A little bit. The first half hour of the movie is random scene. Yeah. Of things and then yeah he kind of roadhouses on occasion yeah yeah, yeah. Like, so like okay fist fights. he's gonna do it his way i get it but then there's a he's scene the vigilante force is him and a bunch of his military friends so then there's <laughs> this scene in the bank when he goes to ask for a loan and he's like yes yeah, so i would like ten thousand dollars and the guy's like no and he, and he pretty much this is where the movie kind of turns you're like wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute chris 
is Chris Christopherson the villain of this movie? Because then he's like pretty much bullying this bank guy. He's like, no, you're giving me the $10,000 loan. Like oh, you are full dark. Yeah. The character does. The character does. His performance still acts the same as he did oh, before. It's like, here's the thing. He was never a good person. The first time you see me is like a security guard at like an airport or something. Yeah, bullying his the, boss. His, well, his <laughs> boss yells at him. And yeah, says, there's no. His boss was an asshole. He was an asshole to his boss, and I'm like, you guys are made for each other. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then, like, but then, um, it gets really bad where you know he starts like killing some of the people, like Chris oh, Christopherson. He kills that bait guy. Yeah, he gets him killed. Yeah, he like has a friend of his run him over or something. And it's yeah, it gets it gets really bad, and then John Michael Vincent doesn't want to believe it. And then he's like, okay, I got to take out my brother, I guess. And then there's like a big finale where he's got to take out his brother. And yes. there's like a confrontation and between him and his brother. So I would say three really good stunts oh, in the end I think I think most of the stunts in the movie, have, I mean, as far as the stunt work, I read that the stunt work in this movie, like the stunt people must have had a blast because oh. they're going, the people going through windows, random through people, windows, windows falling, falling off, off buildings, rooms, and then rooms. falling off the roof onto another roof and rolling yeah. down. And I'm like, yeah. oh, holy shit, no. that looks like it hurts. The stunt work is, is, is really well done. The film is not. No. And now the thing is, this premise sounds like something like, that's, that could be a good movie. That could this be. This premise could be good. Get there slower. You can't literally have the first scene be, all oh, the cops are dead. Let's go hire my brother. Okay, well, like, okay, we're two minutes in, and we already have our entire vigilante forces here. Okay? So we got another, <laughs> we have another um, uh, uh, movie with banjo music. I think Murder by Death was the only movie that didn't have banjo music in it. There's banjo uh, music in all of these movies. Uh, let's see here. Crazy Mama does not have banjo music. Oh, right, because it's more of the 50s, 50s. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So <laughs> I'm like, that. okay, we'll, we'll get to that. You know what I mean? But I mean, I mean, cost some money to get the But Vigilante Force, man, it's like, so the way it starts, like they you see the oil workers like in a montage sequence, just running around town. A lot of it in like speed up motion, like oh, like, yes. like Benny Hill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's, and it's, it's so I'm trying to figure out the tone of this movie. And then there's a scene in the movie where there's a bar fight. Oh, speaking of which, every bar fight in this movie, someone gets hit once. Everybody starts fighting. Every, well, and by every you mean all eighty bar fights. Yeah. There are so many bar fights, but Dude, nobody can go into his bar in, in this movie it's just without one, an immediate brawl. But it's just out. one person gets hit. Everybody, everybody starts fighting. Fight. Yeah, except so, for when vigilante Chris Christopherson shows up. Yeah, he can stop them. Yeah, even though early on in the movie he didn't have a gun or anything. No. And I'm like fucking team up on him he's just one asshole with a beard so what the fuck? so but anyways so the, the beginning of the movie they have this montage and they you see the bar fight happen and like did it and like okay this is kind of fun and silly and then someone pulls out a gun and shoots one of the guys and you're like holy shit this just escalated and you're i expected the tone to change nope I the music like, is the I music is you reacted more no, to these things the music and i was just like Oh, the, another boring thing happened. No, and then the music is still going. Day, 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 day. It's still oh, like, yes. oh, I guess it's still fun that someone it's got still shot. Fun. Never that guy, mind. Well, don't worry, a lot of people get shot. A bunch of them fight Chris Christopherson. <laughs> so I like Chris Christopherson as an actor. Like he, I actually really like the him. Times um, when he's good, he's not good. Um, two years before this, he did um, a Martin Scorsese movie. Alice doesn't live here anymore. Fantastic movie, fantastic performance. The I think the directors need to know what Chris Christopherson can do because he is he has a limited range. But Martin Scorsese says he knew that, and he yeah, did him really this, well. They try to make him, you know. Well, he should have had an arc. 
but no well, his character. I honestly I think, think he was a bad guy. From I, the well, I think his character was written with an arc, but I don't think Christopherson pulled it off in the performance. Yeah, and that? and that's what well, I think. I, I think a lot of it is the the editing. A lot. Well, oh, editing, editing is terrible. All the filmmaking in this is, is really just, it's not good. It's just terrible. no, none of it is good. I'm like, it's cut from this scene, and then they cut to another scene yeah. with the same people in different clothes, and they don't give you any indication how much longer, no. if it's been, how much time it's it, been, if it's later that day, it, for all I know, it could be six years later, okay? It doesn't, and, and it doesn't help that John Michael Vincent is, so I'm really not a fan of him in, in general. Like, he's well, not that not, great. John Michael Vincent, he's, oh yeah, I saw, I love him. Yeah. <laughs> he's one of the most uncharismatic actors <laughs> he's ever. He's, freaking and so having him be the stupid. lead is just, that was also a mistake because you can't really identify with him. He you don't, like he doesn't lead. emote anything. He is the, yeah. he is like oh, yeah. top building in this movie, yeah. which they have Chris fucking Christopherson. Yeah. Okay. No. And, and so I know I did. They also have Victoria Principal who Chris Christopherson just murders, I guess. Oh, right. And then <laughs> he got, I'm going to kill I'm going to kill you. Oh, and that then, was crazy. He was just like, I'm going to kill you now. And then he shoots, shoots, and then uh, he lets John run away. And she's like, shoots I, her in the back. She's kind of, I think she kind of like tries to zigzag a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sort of, but mostly because she can't run. <laughs> because she's wearing like heels. And or then something. you got, uh, Bernadette Peters, who's actually, I mean, she's not terrible in this movie, actually. No, oh, to roll means nothing. Actually, her character is is, is a non-existent character. Actually, okay, there is... in there to do the occasional Bernadette so Peters, she's, I can't sing joke. She's there for Chris, <laughs> she's there for Chris uh, Christopherson. She's like, yeah. kind of, sort of a prostitute, I think, and... No, she's just a, a singer. singer. He just hits on her, and it works. Because and he's like, Chris Christopherson is a sexy beard. But the scene when she realizes that Chris Christopherson is bad, and she goes into John well, Michael Vincent's car. She sees him yeah. kill the deputy. And so the she goes to she goes to John Michael. Oh, that's right. And she goes to John. <laughs> she goes in John Michael Vincent's car, and the way she's talking, she's talking like a robot, it's and she's weird. talking like I'm this. Like, she's like, oh, I guess that I'm just going to leave town. And I'm like, what is she doing? She didn't act like that through the rest of the movie. She was okay. But then that scene was like, what is she doing? I think she was tired or on drugs or something. Yeah. Or just it, said, do I have to be in this movie anymore? Yeah. <laughs> this movie sucks. Oh, so I'm looking at the production. So it was a 30-day film, but it, it, would, it would be 60 days today because of the stunts and pyrotechnics. So. Okay. It came out August 29th. I was wondering. Actually, it didn't because we saw it in July 18th. Wikipedia's wrong. July All the time. 18th. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. This is the only one of these movies that we watched from 1976 that references the Bicentennial. Yeah. Yes. And they reference yeah. it vaguely. They yeah. talk about the fourth. They show one picture of kids with a flag that says, and his, the what's-his-face's daughter wears so, like Uncle Sam. So, being born on the Bicentennial, I am so thankful that I was not born a female because I would have been Liberty. I'm not kidding you. My parents are going to fucking name me Liberty if I was a girl. Your name would be Liberty. I'm so glad that my name is Austin. So that is the dumbest thing. Wow. Ever. Yeah. Wow. They were going to name me Liberty. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to call you Liberty from now on. <laughs> Libby would have been the short. Libby. Which is, I hate that oh. name almost as much, actually. <laughs> oh, my God. I was born in 68. I had no problem with that. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways. If I was a girl, I would have been named, I don't know, Tammy or something. Yeah. So, and the one would have been, thing. would have started with T. So, when I watched, so you didn't see the trailer. I watched the trailer for this, and it just looked like bonkers with the stunts, because that's all they highlighted. 
so the stunts were fun. I, I didn't the think movie it was, is a lot of action. It is. It's just but it's, constant action, action, action. But it's poorly shot and edited action. And also, I don't care about anything. No, I don't <laughs> care about anything. And, well, I think the, the major problem with this movie, too, is that with everything happening uh, happening in the film, there is no urgency or energy in the performance, in the filmmaking, no style. There's nothing in this no. film that makes it exciting. And uh, it's, I was really, yeah, this, out of all the movies, this was my biggest disappointment because this should have been fun. Look at that po- fucking poster. Like, that looks yes. awesome. Yeah. It looks good. This is not my biggest, we'll get to that later. Okay, this, this is my biggest disappointment, for sure. Um, I kind of assumed it would be not this bad. I thought it might be, I knew it would be bad. I wanted it to but be. But I wanted it to be likable. Well, I thought it was going to be over the bad. top bad that I was, but it wasn't. It was like, it was lifeless, actually. It is. And it was. It starts right off and you don't understand why anything's happening or well, you don't give it's a It's borderline shit. incoherent. People die sure. yeah. and you're like, oh, but they don't really reference them. No. The only bad. death that happens in the movie, the only, their guess there's two. There's the uh, Victoria Prince yep. that's killed. Yep. But that death is just like. Let's make sure we all know he's a bad guy. He <laughs> killed the sheriff earlier. We know that. Okay? <laughs> we know he's a bad guy. He doesn't kill Victoria Principal. The only one of the only things I care about this movie is I get to look at Victoria Principal. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, okay, there's the scene where he's trying to get the loan. Yeah. And I think he set up a thing because he like opens up the window, and there's immediately somebody almost gets run over. Yeah. And I'm like, did he set that up? Because that was real stupid. <laughs> oh, okay. I remember that. Yeah. And then, yeah, he, yeah. Then, the, then, the, then the. Have you looked at this town? Yeah. yeah. And then that bank guy gets run over. Yeah. Like, like five minutes later in the movie. Now, granted, and by five minutes later, I mean 12 scenes later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because every scene is like 13 seconds long. No, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just bizarre. It's, yeah, it's, it is not well paced. It's not no, anything. It's not. I'm, so I'm going to be nice and give it a one. But I give it a one. I'm going to give it a one because there's some cool stunts at the end. Yeah. Yep. Yep. There's oh, cool and also he gets shot, and then when he falls over, yeah. he's standing on top of the barrel of oil, yeah. and then the oil explodes for the reason. A really the fake barrel. explosion, like that was like yeah, a weird... real fake. And I'm like, why couldn't his brother just shoot that barrel then? If the barrel right. could explode, I didn't think oil. it was funny though <laughs> that that at the end of the movie they were all um, Chris Christopherson and his gang was dressed up like band leaders, so they. Oh, and that's the... right. They were going. To, they're on their way to the bicentennial parade. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which they showed stock footage of a parade. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. And then sure. they never make it to the parade. Right. <laughs> yeah. They, just, they go to the oil fields and get shot. Yeah, okay? I was really disappointed about <laughs> this like, one. Oh so. my god, this movie's really. Well, bad. after this, we uh, went to the drive-in. We went to the drive-in. Yes. I'm certainly glad you found a three movie drive-in. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're all like under 90 minutes, so it wasn't that long. So it wasn't. It's was just long. like it just there could be a, a double feature that could be longer than this. The three of these movies, the next three movies yeah. together. Almost feel as long as Tunnel Vision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tunnel Vision felt longer than oh, all three Tunnel of these Vision movies put together. Terrible. It was really bad. So, Eat My Dust. Um, it was the first one. So, uh, uh, Eat My Dust, Crazy Mama, Big Bad Mama. The first one is Eat My Dust. Ron Howard started it. So, the the whole... I don't know if you know about the how this movie came to be. You're going to tell us. I am. So, what happened was Ron, Ron Howard... Uh, uh, right now, he's the age of 22, 23 right now. He, wa- he already wanted to be a director. At mm-hmm. this point. And I'm not sure at this point if he was directing episodes of Happy Days, but he might have been. But he wanted to direct a feature film. So he went to Roger Corman with a script him and his father wrote and said, hey, I have this movie. And it was kind of a serious drama. And he's like, I would love for is you. That, is that the Grand Theft Auto movie? No. It's not really a serious no, 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 drama. No, 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 it's not. 
But um, so he's like, I would like this movie made. And Roger Corman looked at it and he's like, I don't want to do that movie. However, <laughs> if you do this movie that I'm going to shoot in a couple months called Eat My Dust, I will let you and your dad develop another car chase movie that you can direct. And that was that ended up being Grand Theft Auto. Okay. And that was his first movie. So he did this first so he could make Grand Theft Auto. So he could direct a movie. So you this, know what that original movie was? No, I don't. It, it was. It never got made. It never got so, made. So no, okay. it never got made. Let's see. It was called "Tis the Season." There it is. Nope. Nope. Yeah, it never it got made. Half the budget from Australia. Yeah, never happened. The magic of the internet. Gosh, I wish seventy. I'm glad seventy six hasn't got the internet. <laughs> uh, Eat my dust. It. The premise is pretty simple. So uh, he plays um, Hoover, which is funny. He's got that jacket that says Hooker. But he like put V on the he like put a V where the K oh, is, yep. and he wears the Civil War, <laughs> the Civil War. He's got a Civil War cap yeah, on, yeah, yeah, with a Confederate flag. On yeah, it. yeah, yeah. It's a Rebel cap. Yeah, and so he is kind of he has a big a bunch of group of friends. His father's the sheriff in town, but he so he's kind of a troublemaker. And but he has like this odd job of like changing paper towels in bathrooms yeah yeah so sure. he goes around town and th- but him and his buddies were gonna duck out of his job one of his buddies is clint howard clint howard his yeah. brother yeah and so <laughs> what what they were gonna do they're gonna go to oh let's go watch the races like oh but my dad's here i can't go here you know so his dad sees him there and he's just like ah what are you doing are you at work did you do this his gas station did you get very that? cartoony dad. yeah I actually thought I actually really liked the movie, the, the okay, sheriff. Okay, here's a big spoiler. Yeah, just because we've got three movies left, this is by far the best of the three movies. Yeah, and this movie's nothing special. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, so eat my dust. So so what happens is he um sees this pretty girl played by as Darlene. So listen to this. I don't know if you know this actress's name, but the actress is Christopher Norris. I saw that in the credits. Yeah, and I'm like, wait, what? So I looked at I looked her up and it, I found out this out. And now I see it here. Yeah, Christopher yeah, Norris as Darlene. as Darlene, and I'm like, they really wanted a boy. Yeah. So <laughs> they said it was just one of the things. They just liked the name Christopher, and they said, well, during the pregnancy, whether it was a boy or a girl, it was going to be Christopher, not Christine. It was just like it's going to be Christopher, no matter what. But you could just call it Chris, and it'd be fine. Yeah. So, but that's but that's kind of interesting. I'm like, I've never really seen that before. No. <laughs> it was just like, huh, that's interesting. I mean, I. I've seen women named Kevin. And she's known, I guess she, so uh, according to Wikipedia, she's mostly known for being the, a nurse on Trevor John. MD, the TV show. Spinoff the MASH. Spin, the yep. MASH spinoff that yep. takes place in modern times. Yes. Which is one so, of the more interesting spinoffs in TV history. Right. <laughs> well, anyways, Hoover meets, uh, sees Darlene, and it's just like, oh, she's really pretty. So he's trying to, she's pretty she, much trying to pick her I'm up. I'm not going to say, I'm, I'm not going to lie. She's, she's pretty <laughs> Yeah, she's pretty. So anyway, she goes, he, he goes to, uh, Try to pick her up, and he's just like, she's like, "Well, I want to drive in a fast car." He's like, "Hey," and he's so, you know, I have all more speeding tickets than anyone in this county, and I'm the fastest person. He's like, "Oh, really? Well, you, yeah, come ride with me in my truck." And she's like, "Whoa, whoa, truck? No, 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 no! I don't want to ride in a truck. I want to ride that car." And points to a race car, the car that just won this race. Yeah, at the, at the... and he's like, "Oh, so he Thanks. steals the car, yep, and picks her up, and then all of his friends, like a clown car, they all get in the car." I was amazed how many people they fit in that car. <laughs> they and then they would periodically get more people. more people. Yeah. Like, that car can't fit me. Right. And I'm just one person. <laughs> There's like got like eight people in that little sports car. And so they, they take off in front of his dad. So now his dad knows that he stole this car. Pretty much the rest of the movie is a bunch of deputies and stuff getting in yeah. cop cars, chasing after she him. She is a bad influence. Oh, yeah. She's not she's, a good person. She's actually she's bad. No, bad. no. But they don't try to make her not they don't they make they aren't trying to 
glorify her. No. You you know she, she's doing this stuff to manipulate him. Yeah. Absolutely. Because she wants the she wants the excitement. Also, I'm pretty. I won't get in trouble. I won't get in trouble. Okay. <laughs> right. I guess. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you might die because there's numerous times you almost die in the right. movie. Okay. So that's pretty much like the premise of the film. So I don't know if it was because the last two films were fucking awful. I actually kind of enjoyed this movie. I kind of enjoyed I it. I actually there did are, enjoy it, but yeah. There's a lot of like first person driving stuff. Oh, the stuff, and I'm so like, the movie opens. I kind of enjoy this. Actually, the movie opens like, and I wonder, so I'd, I'd love to find out if Quentin has seen this movie or is a fan of this movie. Because there are some shots in this movie that reminded me of Death Proof a lot. There are. There, and, are, there are actually um, a lot. There, the, the opening in, in particular, because the opening of Death Proof is just like the first person with the car yeah, going. Yep. And that's how this starts off. It, with the, it starts off. With the banjo with music. The, with the band, yep. And with, it's first person. They're driving around. You see, you could hear the cars zipping off to the side. So the stuff. guy that did the banjo music, I looked him up, David Grisman. He was a mandolin player that actually played with and jammed with Grateful Dead. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he also did the music for Big Bad Mom. The thing that the thing that I think that makes this movie enjoyable is that where Vigilante Force didn't work, this movie knows what it is. This movie this, does know it. It knows what it is, it, and it delivers on what it's supposed to do. When there are things in it that are funny, periodically, they're actually kind of funny. Oh, I actually think that there is some funny there stuff in the movie. There are, because essentially his father is hunting him. Yeah. After this, because his father knows he stole this thing. The guy who owns the car is trying to hunt him, sort of. It gets weird because the guy who owns the car gets really drunk. Dave Madden has Big gets, Bubba Jones. He yeah. gets in the car and they don't see him when they re-steal the car. Okay. Yeah. No. And, uh, well, and, uh, yeah. And he, and he gets his buddies, uh, he gets his drunk race driving buddies to come and, like, let's go. And yeah, that's right. Because the cops can't catch him. He's always outrunning the cops. Yeah. So they just say, yeah. we'll get more of the race cars. Right. So this and was. He'll still beat it because he's the best dad damn driver in the county. So this was kind <laughs> of right at the height of, like, when the these car chase movies were good old boy movies or whatever coming up. This is a year before Smokey the Bandit. Yes. This but, has some of the Smokey and Bandit jokes of he. This uh, definitely. The Bubba guy doesn't swear. He yeah. says hokey non swears. Yeah. Until he actually gets mad, and then he then he swears for real. <laughs> this it kind of reminds like this is a precursor to the Hal Needham movies of like Cannibal Run and Smoke, yep. Stroker Ace and yep, and is. if you would have told me Hal Needham directed it, I'm like yeah, that makes sense. It, it makes the weirdest thing is at one point they literally crash the car off a cliff. Yeah, and then. He put it in reverse in midair. Oh yeah, and back out. Yeah, and they're fine. And yeah, I'm like, well, no, you guys can't be caught. You're literally gods. Okay, <laughs> he's literally. Yeah, a it literally goes up the cliff, and they and they just roll the film back, and it just rolls well, back up. They, Let they, me put it in reverse. They, he, he hits the brakes, and they stop. Yeah, mid air, yeah. and then she says, "Put it in reverse," and he puts it in reverse and backs I out think, into the sky. So basically. I think <laughs> I think it was at that point in the movie where I'm just like, you know what? To criticize this movie is pretty. It's a. It's you can't it's, really criticize it because well, the, the is, movie knows it's what it is. There's been enough hokey jokes yeah. that have actually succeeded. There's the waiting room at the police department. Oh my god, that's hilarious! It's just okay. The waiting room is just. I gotta talk just, about this. It's so just the, it's just the cells. Okay, hold on. The, so the waiting room at the, at the police department. So all these people are complaining about Ron Howard stealing the car. And so the dad is the sheriff. I think he's really funny in the movie, the guy who plays the sheriff. I think he is. So what's his name? His name is Warren J. Kemmerlin. Kemmerlin. He's just tired of it. And so all these people are complaining. He's like, okay, one at a time. And then they all come in and he's like, okay, go in the waiting room. And it's literally the drunk tank. 
and it's so literally the drunk and tank. and what's great about it is that they keep on piling people into the drunk tank of people that are complaining that of, of all the people that uh Ron Howard pisses off by you know wrecking their restaurant or whatever. There's a scene of the uh, there's a kind of a running thing in there when you see people go back there. There is literally like these zombie hands that are like coming out of the oh, window the of one of the drunk tank. The hand in the window. Did you see that? Yeah. What the hell? I I'm like. That was amazing. And there's like a monster coming like up. A, uh, just, it, and it does like finger movements and stuff. And I'm like, it's like a silhouette of a hand. Yeah. This movie's cool. I thought that was really funny. And I'm like, okay, this movie has a sense of humor. It's, it knows it has, what it, it does. It's yeah. definitely a Roger Corman. It, oh, has, yeah, it yeah. has a lot of stuff where it's like. It was written and directed by Charles B. Griffith. Could be yeah. better. There's oh, no, good, it's there's not. A, there's actually a good movie in here somewhere. No, I think, okay. you know, the, the car chase stuff is actually pretty good. So there's some. There's some really cool shots of the car. Oh, shows. absolutely. So there's some... There, so there's the, a lot of sped up camera stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the first half of the movie is like, you know, like with his friends and they pick up the uh, Darlene's ex-boyfriend who has a broken leg and takes his shotgun. That's right. And starts shooting pheasants outside. And so cops are chasing him and I, they have a gun hanging out of the car. And I'm like, well, dude, you guys are going to get Every killed. time he sees a pheasant, he just takes a pot shot at him. Yeah. Oh, there's Every, one. Oh, I missed. And I'm like, this <laughs> craziness it's so well i've seen a few of roger corman comedies from the late 70s one being um rock and roll high school with uh the ramones this has a kind of a similar tone to that movie it feels kind of like silly like that film and i i think it works i think it's funny ron howard reportedly only worked 10 days on this film really and so pretty much every shot he doesn't actually have to be in the car no so yeah it was although actually i was surprised yeah. when they show them in the car driving yeah. and I'm like it's not just a screen behind them they're in a fucking car driving oh yeah for sure for <laughs> I sure. just assumed it would be hokey 60s 70s no stuff but I'm like no they're in a goddamn car oh granted I bet you it was on a crane or something yeah it was camera they probably so. couldn't afford back screen because yeah. it's Roger Corman film but I'm like not no. This is by this is the second best movie. Yeah, I think so too. And uh, what I what I also liked about it, so okay, so they got that first half, and it's silly and co- and comedic, and then they they run out of gas, and then there's kind of like a lull or a break in the movie. I wouldn't say it's boring, but they go to and then he he gets to sleep with Darlene, so he gets to sleep with her. Did they? Did they I think work? they. I think they did. I think so. I think they did. Well, well she goes she, into the shower naked with them. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. No, and I was right. like, "Yo, good, did. good job, Ron Howard." Yeah, I was good like, job. I was very well, happy about okay. that. Okay, the poster for this does not do Ron Howard any favors. Oh, look at that <laughs> fucking face on that. Poster. Well, also in the movie, <laughs> it looks like that he's got like the wrong color base makeup. And he's got like eyeliner on. Like you can, it's really clear. It's, the makeup's not a good job on Ron Howard. He's a movie star. He's got to wear makeup. <laughs> so, but but the lull is kind of like the setup for the big final chase, which ends up being like fifteen minutes long. And that was when the backup thing happened. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's but the chase. There's so much stuff going on, and, they, and then they finally go down this big hill at the end, and all the cars are flipping over. <laughs> Like I don't know how people weren't dying. Okay, uh, you literally see like the dummies and the and the arms and stuff like flopping out of the cars. When oh, it's oh yeah, over. you could see that. You could well, yeah. <laughs> when they well, when they went down the hills. Are you talking? Yeah, about? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the first one like rolls all the yeah. He, he beats all he beats all the cars by using magic. Okay? Yeah. Hey, this movie is on YouTube. Yeah. In full on YouTube. Watch it. Yeah. I would recommend sit down and have fun. Watch, what, it. Watch it with some friends. It'll be yeah. Fun. So what surprised me about the movie, though, was the ending. What, so normally in these types of movies, 
like especially Roger Corman films, it would probably would have just ended with you know them outrunning the cops. The cops don't make it down those hills. They all flip over, mm-hmm. and then the car goes, Phew! and then he would she would say something stupid, and then it would be like a freeze frame and be over. But instead, they go back to where he got her at the racetrack. It's it's at night, and then she starts walking away, and he's like, "Are we gonna see you again?" She's like, "No, that we're done. No, we're done." And he's like, "Really? And I wasn't important to you. It was just the car." I think earlier in the movie too, she yeah. she would she was very much acting like they were gonna be a couple. Yeah, and she was just he was just like it was the car, wasn't it? And she just walks away. Yep. Then the race driver, Big uh, Bubba, comes back, and he's like. Hey, you earned this car. You get in the car, and then they go, and you, yeah. like you're going to be a racer. So they, they, yeah, and, and they get on the track, and then they, they have ended up back at the actual yeah. track, and he's just driving and, out it. And I'm like, and so here's the thing: in the end credits, he's going around the thing, and I'm like, yeah, it's really not that good. No, <laughs> he's, he's pretty so the thing, the, the thing is with that ending, like that, this is a like like a bittersweet ending that normally wouldn't be in these types of movies, and I thought that was kind of a neat little touch at the end of the film. I kind of, I thought that was cool. So I kind of liked that ending because I didn't think I didn't like her. No, I mean yeah. I liked her as an actress. Like she did no, yeah, job, she, but her she was good in the no. role. Yeah, but her character was like, yeah, I kind of hope they don't end it because she no, she's, she's I mean, granted he's neither one are very good people. Not really. He was very much willing to steal a car for for a cute shit. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. And he had mefri- he had referenced all kinds of other crimes he had pulled. Right. Out. Okay. So. Is this movie perfect? Absolutely not. No. Is 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 it a particularly super well made film? Not really, but it's not a poorly made film. No. I think it's got some good editing as far with the car chases. I think some of the comedy is really funny in the movie. I th- I just think for what the movie was trying to do, so I'm not I can't rate a movie on what it's not. I'm like, oh, this movie isn't isn't as good as Jaws. Well, of course not. <laughs> you know, it's it's for what, what it was trying for what it was trying to do. It succeeds, and I'm it gonna succeeds. give it. I give it a three out of four. I I like it, and I, I'll uh, go two and a half. Okay, but I'll give it a three. I thought it was actually pretty I, good, and I was no. really I was kind of it took me back. And it's funny because I actually like this better than Grand Theft Auto. I didn't like Grand. I gave that a two and a half. I saw Grand Theft Auto so long ago, but you don't I remember anything about it. Yeah, I think this now, is. I think this is better. I'm, I'm wondering if some of this is rose-tinted glasses because from the one next, of the shitty movies that we just the, saw, and the, though. And the next two movies we're right, about right, to, right. We're about to sit through. Oh okay, because right, this so, is. But you know, I have very fond memories, better memories of this movie. <laughs> than and most well, of the other. and also, this is a perfect driving movie. This is really good driving, driving movie. movie. Really it's, good driving. It's movie. exactly the kind of thing you would expect to see. All right, so our next movie is Crazy Mama. Mm-hmm. Crazy Mama, sorry, and it's another Roger Corman produced movie. It's directed by Jonathan Demi. Yes, who I wish he. Well, I know he, he went I, on to direct Silence of the Lambs. I, he, Philadelphia. I know he is a good filmmaker. So why is the movie fucking terrible? So the thing is with Jonathan Demi is like he started doing. Uh, he started working with Roger Corman. That's a, a lot of these people yeah. got their stuff. Even Scorsese did with Boxcar Bertha. Oh, amazing! Yeah, and so, so many of them. and so he, and Joe Dante got to start doing Roger Corman films. Who ended up directing Gremlins and. So many. And uh, what Jonathan Demme's first movie was a women in prison movie called Caged Heat. Is it a Corman thing? Yeah. It's one I've heard of. I've oh, heard of Caged Heat. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. it any good? I haven't seen it. So oh, well, This was his second film. And this was, uh, so Crazy Mama. Um, Cloris Leachman, Academy Award winning, winning, winning actress. Yeah. Cloris Leachman, she won four years before this in uh, Last Picture Show. This movie is actually from 1975, but it was just yeah. another double bill. Well, the next one's from something like 74. 74, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. So, they, just, they wanted, here's the thing, these two movies yeah. are very similar. Yeah, they go together really well. I mean, it's a good double bill. This I'm not saying they're actually a remake of Big Bad Mama. That <laughs> kind of. Kind of. Yeah, I think so too. Um, So Crazy Mama, 1958, 
Cloris Leachman. Well, the movie kind of opens with her, like, in the 20s when her dad's, like, making yes. moonshine or whatever. He gets, like, or, killed or arrested gets, or something. Yep, and he gets, well, he gets killed. I mean, I'm t- I, here's the thing. I'm going to tell you. We're six movies in. I, I, I'm not going to remember as much. Are <laughs> you falling real, asleep over there? The movie is just like, I can't pay attention. I really hate this fucking movie. Okay, so... <laughs> This, this is so, my biggest disappointment, by the way. Oh, because I, I, okay. I like Cloris Leachman. Okay, and I'm like, I'm looking forward to this Cor- awesome really? Cloris Leachman movie. This movie's fucking garbage. Okay, so with, with this one, so it's like she owns a beauty shop now. It's like in the '50s, and she's yes. got her mom played by um, uh, Anne Southern, and then you got the daughter, and she's like in her whatever in her 20s or whatever, like late teens. Yes, and. I wasn't clear about right. how old people are in this and the next movie. Right. Okay. <laughs> Especially the next movie for me. Yes. So with, with this one, it was something happens where like, like Jim Backus comes out of all people. Oh, I saw him in the Mr. opening. I'm like, Oh, Jim Backus in this. This movie's going to be awesome. So she, so no, no, no. So he shows up and uh, he owes money or something. And then they, run away and there's like a car chase and then she's like oh i'm gonna we're gonna go back to arkansas um the they, they pick just, up the the daughter's um boyfriend danny most donnie most who i know him from happy days it's, it's, it's ralphie it's, like, we got we got the happy days fest yeah <laughs> so i was like i'm like dude i know who that is and, and I, I i i i was sitting there and i'm like what's his name i'm like I'm so old, I fucking know he's Donnie Most. So I was really excited to see him, and I'm like, oh, that's awesome. They and that she's pregnant, you know, like, you know, and then they pick up they go to Las Vegas and they pick up this greaser biker guy named Snake. And then she, Cloris Leachman, Melba, she uh falls in love with Stuart Whitman, who plays Jim Bob. Yep. And then this also happens next movie. <laughs> yeah. And then she she so they pick up the they kind of start like a Crime spree, kind yes. of, sort of. Okay, they at least seem to have a reason for their crime spree yes. in this movie, right? Because she wants to get the old the old farm back. Yeah, 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 Where her father, where she kind of grew up when yep. she was a youngster. Yep. Oh, 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 here, here's my question. Who's the crazy mama? <laughs> there are I would, literally three people, or two people you could legit say crazy I mama. I would say... And then it, there's the other one who's pregnant. Maybe you go... Like, I would mama. actually say it's Ann Southern who plays she. I would say She's yes. fucking crazy. She is crazy. <laughs> she, she was is really, the crazy mama. Especially her last scene. Right. When it was, yeah. Even though I would have assumed Cloris Leachman, but then I'm like, oh, her Cloris Leachman's the mother is in this. Yeah, yeah. Mother. And now here's the thing. Ann Southern is the only couple of times in this movie where I was like, I would enjoy what somebody was doing. Okay. So yeah, right, that was this movie. Right when they went to Vegas, yep, right, yep, and they yep. were trying to. Was that this movie or next? Yeah, that's this movie. God, well, right, they're well, they're mushing my head. Oh, so Aunt Southern. But then there's the other old lady they pick up, the one who was doing the slot machines, the super that's old lady. Right, yes, she. I really liked her actually. She, well, I liked the whole thing that she won. Then when they first got there, she won because of her belief. She yeah. like praying while she was doing it, and then Aunt Southern, her version of prayers is just. Random words she heard in the past. <laughs> Tyler too, and she pulls it, and I'm like, "It's not a prayer." And I'm like, "That's those are funny. Those are jokes, but they're done." This movie is just it just sucked the soul out of me as it was going. Mm-hmm. I'm like, "God, I wish I was just so sad." I didn't hate this movie as much as you did. I don't. I There's, I, 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 I didn't like the it. world likes hates anything as much as I hated this movie. <laughs> wow, you really hated it. I really. So I'll say this really, about the movie. So. No, I, sorry. There's only one movie I hated more. Tunnel Vision. No, it's the next movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, 
no, actually. Okay, I'll let. We'll, we won't talk so, about so crazy, so crazy, Mama. So what I thought was really neat about this movie, and I don't know how they did it, because usually in a lot of these movies they'll use incidental music for backgrounds and stuff and scores. They legitimately got like licensed fifties yeah. music in this film. They got the Everly Brothers. Well, they play "All I Have to Do Is Dream" like. 36 times. Right, that's the opening okay. credits. And it's I'm opening, like, but also happens like a numerous other times since the end, and I'm like, yeah. you know, it's a good song, but I really am sick and tired of that the music, song now. Okay. It, you know what the f- movie actually reminded me of? It reminded me of, and, and, and this is a compliment, it reminded me of a John Waters movie. It reminded me really? of, oh, it reminded me of something John Waters would have made. I mean, obviously his films were a lot more sleazier and stuff than that. Like, are they as random where nothing seems to make sense from seeing like a little now bit they're going to another place. A and little they're bit. not going to ever reference the previous place ever again. But okay. I, I, I guess I'm more talking about the tone because he, he, he likes the rockabilly stuff. He likes the kind of that fifties kind well, of that stuff. Kind the of music uh, was fine. everyone I, I mean, wearing stretch pants, you know, the, the you know, stuff like well, that. Here's the thing. Clark Seekman was like 50 in this. Yeah, she's forty nine in the movie. She looks no, she's a she's really pretty, very very pretty. I actually kind of liked her her shrill performance in the movie. She was going. She she chose a thing. Yeah, she went. I thought she was good. I thought Ann Southern was good. I thought the old lady was really funny. Ann Southern was basically what Ann Southern does. I don't think she ever really does different than that. Right, right. She was good. She goes. She was enjoyable. I don't have any of the daughter was no in there. Okay. Danny Most was fine. Donnie Most was fine. Donnie Most. Donnie Most. No, no, it was weird because they like abandoned Don. They like run away <laughs> and they go to Vegas, and then Donnie Most just shows up and finds him in Vegas. I'm yeah. like, what the fuck did he find him in Vegas? <laughs> and then it's weird. And then, the, then the daughter's like, going, oh, I love you both. And and then there's oh, a scene in the movie right. where they actually oh, both go into oh, the bed and sleep together. Oh, that's right. I forgot about Snake. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Is there's so many so many things in this movie that I makes me want to like it. The Donnie, yep, the yep. scene where Donnie, Donnie most for a while is getting more frustrated because she picks up some random, random greaser. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's a real, just like, yeah. okay. In Vegas. And so he ends there. He, he joins their group of criminals. Yeah. He's getting madder and madder because yeah. she likes them both. Yeah. And then there is that really cool scene when they're getting in the bed yeah. and he's like, I can't believe I'm this. I can't even believe I'm not even mad about <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not even mad. I, I, I'm gonna get in the same bed, sleep in the same bed. So as that fucking there, that greasy. Piece so of I don't think the film works fully because I think the pacing is off. Really, because yes, that it, is the problem. It's the pacing. It, well, because when when it starts, it's like, well, why is everything happening? I don't understand. It's it's really confusing. Mm-hmm. It just the pace. Actually, this movie and the next movie. The problem is. The pacing is so like it's so fast. I can't tell what the fuck. That's what I was saying about on. this next. They actually felt like very similar. Very similar. They're yeah. very very made very much the same. And I'm like, right. how much of this is Roger? Yeah, making them uh, the next one explicitly like yeah. we need more TNA. Oh yeah, because there are sure. like maybe a couple of tits in this. Yeah, but this was actually a PG, and that one was R. So oh, okay. Well, also, nineteen seventy-five PG. Yes, and it is. It is. It's pretty much hard R that I'm pretty sure cops might show up and arrest me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Okay? So, but it was crazy. But the things I did like about it, like I liked the the fifties aesthetic. I liked the music. I liked the tone. I liked um, Cloris Leachman and Southern. Um, at the end, when they well, there's a scene in the movie where they trying to they are doing like a ransom thing where they pretend to get yes. Whitman. And so they're at the the because, zoo to because do the, the guy they pick up yeah is. Kind of on the run himself. Yeah, because he's like a rich wife. Yeah. yeah. And the way for them to get money is if he, and it's his idea, 
we can kidnap me. Yeah. He goes into like yeah. a very public place and then they show up and kidnap him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? Air quotes, air kidnap. <laughs> so when he, uh, but there's a, the handoff sequence, a moment that actually kind of shocked me was when that old lady get, they shoot her, the old lady. Oh, and yeah. I was just like, holy cow. Yeah, like, she, I can't believe they did she that. She did. I thought that was uh, crazy. You know, mama, go die. That was kind of crazy. And then, and then at the end, and then at the end, then there's that other thing where they go into that wedding because it was supposed to be their house and you know their, their old place, and then it, they're having the wedding. Yeah. And then that's when Anne Southern gets shot. The, and then I was just like, holy shit, and she gets shot. I thought that stuff was neat, but the thing is, yeah, the movie for me didn't work in tone um, because the, it was just it. It felt like that. This was the edited version of a movie. Like it needed, it, it was 79 minutes it, long. It does. And, and it, it, I feel like that I want to see the full movie with more stuff in it. Um, here's here's what it kind of feels to me. This is an hour and a half trailer. Yeah. Because it yeah. felt like the editing of like a trailer yeah. full of all these little yeah. things that happened. Yeah. And I'm like, but it just keeps doing that yeah. for an hour and a half. It didn't feel complete. But here's the thing. Yeah. What, the way we're sitting here talking about yeah. it. I honestly think we talked about certain things that seemed kind of nice and stuff. Yeah. If you watch it. It's just bad, but there are it. There's a good movie. In, there's an idea so. in so. here. Yeah, I think so too. Of a good movie, it yeah. just doesn't happen. Yeah. So my rating is going to be a lot higher than yours. So I'm I'm actually giving it a two and a half. Because what I, the holy yeah. Jesus! That I, is a full one and a half stars higher. Than mine. Yeah. Because okay? I thought I thought there was some good stuff in the movie. Like I really liked some of the performances. I liked. I like the aesthetic, like I said, but it's just. Wow. I, but I'm reason I'm not rec fully recommending it because it doesn't come together the whole movie for me. So that's oh, what I'm going to give it one star. One star, okay. And mostly because of the horrible disappointment, I yeah, really yeah, wanted to see yeah. this because Cloris Leachman. I'm I've, I'm a fan of Cloris Leachman. I liked her in it. I think she's cool, yeah. and she isn't terrible in this. It's just she's in a bad movie. Yeah. Here. <laughs> it's just terribly bad made. And I'm like, Jonathan Demi made this? Yeah, I would. I think he, they put his name on it. Because I think it was directed <laughs> well, by some high schooler. Who well, they didn't. Jonathan Demi shit. wasn't Jonathan Demi at this point. Yes. So yeah, that, that. But so, also, boy, it's just. Well, and the thing was what Roger Corman was doing. He was taking directors and he was like, because what he would do with, and the reason like, like a lot of, if you watch a lot of stuff that from like famous directors that worked for Roger Corman, they don't really feel fully like their movies is because Roger Corman's like, all right, you got 10 days to shoot this and here's $200,000 and yeah. have this much violence and have this much sex and go make your movie. Yep. And they don't have much time to do anything. So in these movies, you'll always see like little glimpses of what was to become, but it was never fully something. So at the, so the, the end of the movie, yeah, it ends and they seem to just be back at the exact same yeah. similar thing, except for, I mean, uh, Ann Southern's dead. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the original, Jonathan Demi changed the ending. So originally, all everyone was going to die. Okay. So. That would have made it better. <laughs> you would have liked that better, that huh? It would have made more sense. Yeah. All right, so that's Crazy Mama. We got one last movie left. Yeah. Look at the Bad Mama with <laughs> Angie Dickinson. Yeah, so it was directed by Steve Carver. Now, he was really, he worked a lot with Roger Corman. Um, okay. Made a lot. Um, look at that poster. A lot of stuff, yeah. Boy, that poster makes us look like a not Pete. Not well, and that's not, the thing about a lot of these shit. 70s, especially Roger Corman films, the posters are always out of the Well, so this movie makes about. sense that you can see this at only at 2 in the morning. Yeah. In the middle of the night. In the middle <laughs> of the field, okay? Right, right. So and then you still have to be afraid that cops might just show up and arrest your ass because how old are these girls? 
And you can see movie. a lot of naked. So I actually looked them up. They were like twenty and twenty-one when they made God, it. God, they they could they could pass for fucking fourteen. And one <laughs> of them has a goddamn doll the entire movie. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what the hell is going on in this? This is kind of terrifying. So, Stop showing me your tits. Angie, <laughs> Angie Dickinson, in the film, is um, so, this movie starts off really weird. Like, I couldn't tell what the fuck was happening. I used to th- Okay, the previous one, they go on a crime spree. Yeah. But they go on a crime spree because their place gets foreclosed yep, on, yep. so they haven't got a job anymore. And they want to get the farm and back. And they yeah. just want their farm back. Yeah. And this, they're going on a crime spree because crime spree. Okay? <laughs> well, it's weird because it starts with Angie Dickinson and, and the two uh, daughters uh, played by uh, She's Susan gonna, Sennett and Robbie Lee. The one's going to get married. Yep. Which they don't really explain that very and well. She and well, the, because it was funny because they said, hey, someone's getting married. And I'm like... So then when it gets to the church, I'm like, wait a minute, who's fucking getting married? No, I actually, like, I, I, didn't, I, I somehow figured it out. I knew. I didn't figure it out. Because well, she was talking about. I figured about, it out later. Because the, the younger one with the doll was talking about how much she was going to get married. And she want, and she loves him. I love him. Mom, and you haven't I even done him, it yet. But, but then yeah, like, they get there. She, very possibly, best scene in the movie. When, the, when they're at the wedding, the priest says, does anybody stand up and blah, blah, blah. Angie Dickinson, you can see it on her face. I'm like. It's actually not bad at the acting. Oh, no, Angie Dickinson's a great actress. You can see it come going going through her head whether or not she's actually going to do this or not. Then she says, me, where I'm stopping this wedding. Yeah. And then the daughter completely wants out of the wedding. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, what happened? Also, I mean, granted, it's because I saw the guy. That guy was working. All I got to say is, what (laughs) the hell was up with Uncle, the Uncle Barney character in the very beginning? Because Uncle Barney, I, I guess Angie Dickinson's with this guy, but then he's like, all over like the daughters oh, and and i'm like what's going on and then they they get in the car and they're all like woo and then the dick miller who dick miller's in like five of these movies <laughs> dick miller from uh he's the cop in this movie but he was he had a small roles in all the other roger corman films he's in eat my dust he's in crazy mama but he you know him he's mr futterman in uh gremlins okay but dick miller but he's like in every roger corman produced film Weird. Like, okay. everyone well. everyone they must get paid something because Andy just showed up. <laughs> yeah. So, but Dick Miller's in all these movies. Shatner showed up because starts. But Dick Miller, this is the biggest gone. role that Dick Miller has because he's the head cop going after the everyone throughout the whole movie. Okay. Um, yeah. So, but but all of a sudden, so he, they're driving in the car at the beginning of the movie after they leave the wedding. All of a sudden, they're driving, and here's the, comes the cop, and he's like, "Why are they after him?" And then they shoot. The uncle. No, there is no explanation for why this crime. Well, then I uh, then I kind of was like putting it together. So maybe, so I guess he was a moonshine runner. So maybe that's why they were after him and they shot him. Yes. And then so she starts taking over the moonshine business. I'm shrugging. She's, Nobody she, can watch because it's an audio show. She's okay, but she, I'm shrugging. She's delivering twenty minutes. <laughs> she's delivering these um the, the moonshine to different people, and then they go to this bank, and then she then um it's being robbed by. Fred Diller, played by Tom Skerritt, who's a great actor, normally. Oh, yeah. I don't think this movie's his fault. So I mean, he banged a lot of underage girls in it. <laughs> <laughs> a couple. Yeah, uh, at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck is happening in this and then tried And tried a third at the, towards the end of the movie, the, the one that they kidnapped. Was she underage? I wasn't clear about. Well, you never know. She didn't look like she was literally fourteen, like the other two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They okay. really did. The, the yeah, he does. He so, does. God, so they. So he started. He's robbing a bank, and then Andrew Dickens is like, "Oh, well, while he's trying to rob the bank, I'm actually going to go really steal the money and takes the money." 
And then he goes after her because like, oh, that bitch stole my money. So they're going yeah, after her. And then they end up like, then they end up falling in love. So then after he murdered like eight people. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so Tom Skerritt ends up with Big Bad Mama, Angie Dickinson. And but then later on, then he has sex with one daughter. And then the other daughter's like, hey, I'm lonely. You come join us. And there's literally us. a threesome. Make sure you bring your little doll with you. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. <laughs> And I mean, and there's full nudity in the film, and uh, this movie is forty percent full nudity. Yeah, yeah. And then there's, <laughs> then they go to. Um, Angie, so, Dick, I will admit, you get do get to see Angie Dickinson's tits too. Yeah, which I'm well, like, full frontal, full actually. frontal, and I'm like, Angie Dickinson. Oh, it, it takes a long time. Yeah. I'm like, oh, they're not gonna. Uh, no, they do. Us, they do it. Keep yeah. showing us teenage tits. I just want to see Angie. <laughs> then they all go to um, the horse races, and that's where they meet William Shatner, who's kind of like a compulsive gambler. She, you know, there's something that Angie Dickens sees in him, and is just like, you know what? You can be along in our weird like orgy gang too. This so, is the this is the parallel to the previous movie where she like what's his face yeah. like Donnie Most and Snake. Yeah, she likes. Both uh, Bill and yeah, Tom. Right. And it's funny because Bill Shatner, like, as soon as he opens his mouth, he's doing, like, a southern accent kind of thing. Yeah. And it comes and goes. It comes but... and goes. <laughs> and I kind of at least get the impression he's faking everything anyway. His character is all about, you know. Right. Right, right, right. character full lies. So I, I, no. I, I, I could let it slide. I didn't hate Shatner in the movie. No. I was jealous because sometimes he was banging. Oh, <laughs> well, his his. I would say out of all the sex scenes, though, his was the easily the most awkward. Oh, it was really just constant like rubbing her stuff. And like, you got to see you got to see Shatner's pubes in the movie. It was just like, why well, did not want to see that? <laughs> too, too late. Now you got, to, you got you got you see you get to see Kirk Dick. Yeah. Okay? So it was. It was, it, but the the sex scene was so weird as he's behind her and she's just like looks like she's enjoying it, but looks like that he's like miserable. I did hear that he was really uncomfortable doing the sex scene. Like he, oh, I could tell. He said, yeah, he's he said he wanted a close set and all that stuff. Oh, of course, it was so like, I mean, if you've seen Star Trek, his kissing scenes, I'm like, <laughs> it was very similar to some of that. I'm like, you know, there are times where he can act, but not for sex scenes. Not no. No, he's not good. Yeah, there it is. Uh, Shatner asked for non-essential crew to be removed during the, his sex scene. Okay, um, but then you Angie Dickinson allowed the crew to remain on set during the film filming of the sex scene. Because Angie Dickinson was at this point in her career is like, well, I got these tits on. Everybody in the fucking world to see them. Okay. <laughs> well, then even f- uh, six years later, she did Dress to Kill again, and she was nude in that movie That's too. She had tits still. Okay? <laughs> she wants everybody to know it. Then they go on more crime sprees, and then um, the cops go and it's kind of like a. You know, a little bit of Bonnie and Clyde in there too. Try, you know, they show up and they kill a bunch of people. Not everybody dies, yeah, but, I was, but know, a lot of people die. I was getting a little sleepy. Sorry, I'm yeah, really excited. That's okay. Um, I was getting a little sleepy, and so yes, they kidnapped that girl at the end. Yeah. I was like, I think there was some stuff in there I missed. I don't know. Yeah, they kidnap. They they get the yeah they they kidnap this rich girl. And then there it all goes into this kind of shootout at the end. Um, but the three end up escaping at the end. The three yes. three women. Do. Well, no, Angie dies. Oh, that's right. She does. She dies. Yep. She does. I forgot what they got. Yeah, it was like the literally the last shot because she's like she's got Roger Corman orange blood on. Yeah, her, yeah. She's, she's driving and she's like, yeah, we did it. And then all of a sudden the camera pans down and you see the yes. blood. Yeah, shoot. yeah, yeah, yeah. That. And then the daughter realizes that she's died, that her mom is dead. So and then just refuses to stop driving. What? <laughs> what this? But movie, I'm going to keep driving this car. I don't care. Your mom's dead. So what this movie has that um, Vigilante Force didn't was it definitely has this energy in the film. It has kind of like the spunky energy, and I kind of like Angie Dickinson 
and and some of the other people. That's where my compliments end, though. I the thing. No, no, no. That's maybe, no, no, no. I, well, I, maybe I, my problem is I couldn't get past the awkwardness of how old are these girls? <laughs> and stop it. So, I, and I like some. There's some of the action at the end, like that end shootout. I actually thought was actually pretty good. That was probably like one of the best. I was so tired. Scenes I in the movie. However. The, my, my major Three movies, I think, might be a little much. In my, 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 my major problem with the movie was just how it starts. And I'm like, I couldn't get, I, it, I could not engage in the film because I didn't know what the fuck was happening. I, I was no like, why are they doing this? And why is the chase happening here? And it was just really sloppy writing, really well, sloppy well, yeah, editing and the, filmmaking. The bank robbery, they just happened to be in the bank. Yeah. I guess, mm-hmm. or though maybe they themselves are going to rob the yeah. bank. Yeah. Right? Were they? Was their original plan to rob the bank, and then he also showed yep. up, but he had actual guns, so yes. he knows how to rob a bank. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, I I really didn't like it. Um, I ended up. Uh, I I'm at a one and a half on it. I have to go with a zero just because. Oh, much, just because that was the tunnel vision. Really? It's so no. awkward. Tunnel vision didn't make me go like I'm a bad person because this movie's happening. Okay. <laughs> No, the I can't give it a I can't give it a zero I, because I, mean, I like Angie uh, Dickinson. Well, I like well, I like Shatner. I'm trying to think. Weirdly, the scene in the wedding where they where she's literally trying to get her daughter back. Yeah, and they're like pulling on him. And yeah, stuff. I'm like that's kind of okay. Yeah, it's maybe half star. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I this is not worse than television for me. I oh, this God. is oh, well, no, yeah. I actually like this even better in Vigilante Four. So. But after that, it's the worst movie. I mean, it might be the, <laughs> the, the difference is Vigilante Force, at the end of it, it has at least some cool explosions. Yeah. It has silly, shitty explosions. I like some of the, like I said, I like some of the shootouts. Do you like the shootouts? Really? I, yeah, I did like the shootouts. I mean, I can't end. remember them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't quite remember them. <laughs> That's what happens when we're like 2.45 at a Dude, drive we in. just watched 12 hours of fucking movies. Okay? <laughs> 12 fucking hours of movies. Well, actually, but, and it's funny because this does have a cult following, and it was even does even have a sequel a that came out in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I no. don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand either. It's so weird. What's the because here's the thing, Crazy Mama, at least feels like there might be a good movie in there somewhere. This there's no there's no good movie. Right, there's nothing there. So this is eighty seven. <laughs> so it's Angie Dickens. Robert Colt is in the sequel, but Angie so Dickens does have Angie Dickens, but she died. But whatever. Uh, but it doesn't Wait, have. You're right. Is it a prequel? I don't, I don't know. But it doesn't have the. It's described more accurately described as a reboot. As a reboot, okay. But it doesn't have the the that, same kids. Wait, that Polly is is one of them. No, that's the. But same. it's a different oh, actors. Different, different, different actresses wow, okay. played yeah. them. Did they get actual teenagers this time? Because that'd be even creepier. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is uh, Big Man Mama. Was really disappointed because it does have a cult following. That's how cults work. And I actually watch you. I have. I actually. I know. I. I for sure have one friend that likes this movie. So I'm gonna have to call him and yell at him after. You should. (laughs) As being a bad person. What the fuck did you like this movie for? Do you like? Do you like 14 year old (laughs) tits? Yeah. It's. uh, So yeah. Not not very good. So out of out of the movie. So my um, favorite movie, best movie, I think, hands down, is Murder by Death. Yes. Oh, by by a mile. Yeah. Although I mean, I mean, it's good. Eat my dust isn't actually that much worse. I mean, it's worse. No, no, it's uh, no. I mean, but, for what it is, well, murder by death. Those two. Oh, I, murder by death like is a fucking rock. I think murder, murder okay. by death is kind of in a different class. I think though. Yes, it's it's a it's a classy movie. It's the one I'd be willing to watch again. Yeah, eat it's, my dust actually. I would watch like, that again. 
if somebody put it on and I was okay, and yeah. I was watching it with somebody, but like, Murder by Death, I'd watch alone. Yeah, Eat by Death, I'm not gonna watch that alone. I'll watch it with some friends. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. No, that makes sense. It was like like I said, it was the perfect drive-in movie, and I think it's because maybe we saw it in the drive-in, and after we saw two shitty movies, Eat My Dust was maybe better than I thought. Yes, I think that might be the thing. We just, <laughs> well, first of all, we saw Tunnel Vision. I literally could have been shot. Now would have been felt. Yeah, 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 anything, yeah. Okay. <laughs> But then, yes, it was pretty bad it's like too. a bell curve. Yeah. Okay? It yeah. comes up to Eat My Dust, but Eat My Dust is still not a very high right. in that bell curve. Okay. So best, and I don't know if I'm going to do best actor or actress, but it's like, what was your favorite performance that we've seen, that we saw? Uh, I'm, it's Murder by Death. I'm course. probably going to, ha- you're going to do Truman Capote. Well, of course I'm doing I'm gonna do, I have to do Alec Guinness. Oh God, it's Truman Capote. Alec-, Alec Guinness is great, but Truman Capote, I loved him. I know. I, I the, wanted to hug him. It's, I loved him so much. It's it's not a it wasn't like a blowout or anything. It's true. I like Truman Capote too, but I really really liked um, Alan Guinness because I just was not expecting that kind of thing from him. And I was just I was like, giddy where when well. Truman Capote was on. There. I was so <laughs> fucking happy to see him. It was so <laughs> hat and just like it's like yes, Truman Capote. I love this you so is, much. <laughs> welcome to my house. Oh no, yes, <laughs> he's just being Truman Capote. Yeah. he's not acting. <laughs> And then he literally yells at literature yeah, later on. It's yeah. like, he's just, come on. Okay. Well, it's really hard to do it like a best actress thing because all of the act- lead actresses actress. were Let in, were in the bad, were in bad movies. Like, but Cloris Leachman and Angie Dickinson are like the only two, like that uh, would be. It might be Thursday. Oh, okay. Lens. Yeah. From, from me. From the great scout because she had actual couple things that were, but ah, uh, Angie Dickinson was kind of yeah. Okay. No, I would say that maybe would, I would probably give it to Angie. I I'd think. probably give it to Angie like, in a terrible movie. Of course, Leachman. I like Lord tried Lord. something cooler. She did. Okay, she tried a real right. shrill, weird thing. But yeah, it didn't really work. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we saw mostly shitty movies. <laughs> It's, I still had fun. Like it was fun going to the drive-in. It was fun seeing eat my dust and and all the all that stuff. Yes, laughing I'm at happy. the shitty I'm stuff. I'm your friend, Austin Kennedy. <laughs> well, happy. now well we get to do your birthday next, so yes. that'll be that'll be good. Spoiler, 19, yeah, spoiler. Some better movies in there, right? <laughs> so when you listen to the next episode, it's gonna sound like that he's just a guest because we didn't know that he was gonna be the co-host. Yeah, at the time, so you're gonna be like, "Hey, this is my guest," and this is my guest, and I'm like, "Hey, I hope to be on again soon." I hope I'd be on. And now you're gonna be on all the time. Previous episode, yeah. (laughs) So we're we'll do. So we're gonna do twelve of these per season. uh, The plan is we'll see what what it actually turns out to be. So should we Um, should we inform them of the next date? No. Well, the next date is 1968. Oh yes. So never mind. Okay. No, I'm not gonna. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tease what they are. Okay, so, okay. no, no, we, we're picking random dates, um, except for the last one. Although we're having starting a special from here on out, we are going to co-decide. Yeah, well, after the third, ep- yeah, after the third, uh, starting with the third episode. Starting with third, well, so yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yep. So starting Which with the third episode, we're gonna the next episode we're doing. Confusing. <laughs> it is. Well, thank you for uh, coming with me, and thanks for being my co-host because this is so much fun. Oh, going. I'm so happy. <laughs> I am happy too. I mean, yes, because I know most 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 episodes won't be like this. Well, no. Here's the thing. <laughs> well, <laughs> Even the bad ones. I mean, you watch. It's watch, just fun watch, to watch, watch them, and watch, it's fun to talk watch about. Watch a movie them. with a friend. Is fine. The only okay. one that was just, I think, Tunnel Vision was just like that was because even when we were reviewing it, we it's, weren't really it's talking. So short. Yeah. It was, was just, like it wasn't much to say about it. Time of my life. Yeah. 
that was the only one where I was just like, eh. The other ones, it was just kind of fun to talk about how bad they were, but Tumblr yeah. wasn't even fun to talk about how bad it was. So that's it for uh, Film Geek Time Machine. Join us next week when we're going to go back in time to Tim's birthday. Yes, August 22nd, 1968. Yes. All right. So I'm your host, Austin Kennedy, and this was Tim Kaiser. Say goodbye. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> All right. And until next we time. We have to come up with like an actual sign-off. <laughs> a little sign-off, right? Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll come up with one on probably episode six or something. So. <laughs> something. something. All right. Well, until then, next time, stay geeky, my friends. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.